can see myself. <sighs> okay, and we're ready. Um, just have a have a have a cheers with cheers. water. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about accents yesterday with Lydia, because obviously, like when she first met me, mm-hmm. she had she was like, I had no idea what you were saying <laughs> with the accent. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I, like when I was younger. Sorry, when I was younger here. In 2012, mm-hmm. it was like um, my friend and I it was just, we would speak extremely fast in front of Americans and they had no idea what I was saying. Yeah. It's kind of like, what's that movie uh, with Brad Pitt where he has to... Snatch. Yeah, snatch where he has yeah, that yeah. accent. And I'm like... What the fuck would I want to carry around your heels? <laughs> it is... <laughs> talks about the dog and something something and i'm just like oh my gosh i don't understand what he's saying uh-huh. <laughs> like, just uh bring that closer to you <clears throat> there we go better better, better. there we go um make sure we want to hear but i understood you i understood you fine <laughs> yeah well her it's like a second third language is english or something like that mm-hmm. so yeah and also you haven't been around me with um like real aussie guys like, oh you know how, yeah you know how you've got like Real Americans like West Virginia and that. Yeah. When you got real Australians, they'll speak like, they'll speak like, yeah, mate, how you going? Like, are you dropping you bolt down the freeway at a buck 40? <laughs> I was talking to a friend yesterday because we're doing some commercials for a pillow guy and yeah. I was just like writing all the Aussieisms. Yeah. And one of them, which I, I might have told you where um, I was chatting to some friends a few weeks ago and they, they, I was talking to them about how in West Virginia, my accent sticks out like dog's balls. Oh my gosh. Same guy. Same guy that called me on the video. Last time? It was on the computer this time. <laughs> I didn't mute the computer. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't get enough of me. Um, yeah. So I was saying how my accent sticks out like dog's balls and then yeah. I continued talking like normal. And it yeah. wasn't until the three of them were looking at me like, like, that, like they're doing calculus in their head. Like, yeah. I think he said that. I'm pretty sure he said dog balls, yeah. but I'm not 100% sure because he's got the accent. <laughs> well, it was funny because like one of them, she looked to her, her fiance and you could tell her like, it makes sense. And I was like, oh, I forgot that's not an American. Like I could say that to a, a grandmother, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like this thing right now, that guy's parking so bad it's sticking like, like dog balls. Oh, yeah. And she'd be like, yeah, it's terrible. My friend's uh, from Germany and I called her. And I was like, she's like, what's up? And I was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I was just calling to shoot the shit. And she was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you talking? She's like, I'm German. I'm from Germany. You got to understand. I don't know any of these like American sayings. I'm like, yeah, shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. She's like, I'm so confused right now. I'm like, I'm just calling to talk about nothing. Yeah. Like, I'm just calling to say what's up. Well, that's, that's how I described it. Because I, I didn't realize that was also in... America, because I was saying that when we're talking to the Naples group mm-hmm. about what this podcast is, I'm like, look, there's definitely going to be interesting conversations about what people do. Yeah. But it's just shooting the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I didn't get a reaction. I was like, cool. Common ground of, of, of uh, colloquialisms. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of other ones I kept thinking of it's just because my friend was German and I can't think of them now, but there was a lot of them that we, that I was saying and I... There's just like a lot of little, like like you mm-hmm. said, like little sayings like that that nobody really understands what they are. And I'm like, it's hilarious. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like when there was something like some, I can't remember what, what uh, I think maybe it was Spanish or something. Yeah. That apparently the worst insult is like, I will shit in your milk. Oh. <laughs> and maybe it's not Spanish. <laughs> But I'll, that's real descriptive. I know they use. I mean, I'm Cuban, and um, like 
they use this one that's like um i sh i'm in a like when my mom was really pissed she would be like i'll shit 10 times like <laughs> <laughs> like multiplied by 10 <laughs> like it's just hilarious me cago so diez. and i was like when i got older i'm like she mean or this is another one me caso yo which literally she would say when she was super pissed at me and the translation is i'm getting married that's it i'm getting married <laughs> i'm solving my problems with a rich husband <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here i'm out of here i'm getting married and i'm leaving and it's just like just like the stupidest things the Spa spanish people have some weird ones like that's for sure yeah so that's a, that's a cuban thing it's a cuban thing i love that what happens if like if she's actually so she still says it even if she's married yeah i'm getting married yeah yeah it doesn't make any damn sense i've talked to her about this and i'm like what does that mean she's like i don't know my mom used to say it and her mom used to say it and her mom used to say like like and i say it too when i'm like oh really with the kids i'm like they're like mom do you know this doesn't make sense I'm like, <laughs> it's like my go-to when i'm mad at the kids and something's happened and somebody spilled something and something's nobody's picked it up i'm like me caso yo makes no sense me caso, is it me caso yo me caso yo me I'm, caso I, yo. I'm getting um, married i am doing that i'm i'm just gonna say me caso yo yeah yeah i've got a few other ones i won't say them but that's pretty much like my but me cago en diez ah me cago en diez i shit 10 times that's all that means that is fantastic <laughs> I, shit. I think we have a thing with shit i think that we we like saying shit it's a great word it is it, like the one with australia like we love cunt and uh -huh. fuck like okay. they're the two go to like Stacy's really? Stacy's favorite thing that I say mm -hmm. is like if you told me something and it was crazy I'd be like get fucked <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm actually like and I don't I don't realize I say it because yeah. it's, it's just a it's a visceral reaction yeah and every time I say it she's like yes because <laughs> he went there it just when I say it like I can't be like really like mm -hmm. really. You know enough. that it's interesting, yeah. But if I'm like, "Holy shit!" It's like, yeah. "Get fucked, really?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same that tonality. I drop an octave, like, "Get fucked," like, yeah, straight down. It's never like, "Oh, get fucked." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I used to, I used to have sayings like that when the kids were like really little, and mm. then as they started to get older, I was like, "Is that a boat?" No, it's a, it's a mower. Oh, I, the ride on mowers. That's gonna be annoying for anyone listening. Sorry about that. Now we know. Don't shoot on uh, Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried to like Mary Poppins it up a little bit, but we still curse around the kids, but just not as much. I mean, like when we first, it was like, it was like the F word was used as a verb, as a noun. We just used it all the time. We're like, fuck that. Da, da, da. I went uh -huh. here and it was fucking this, and that. it was all the time, all the time. <laughs> and now I, I just slowly realized that as the kids got older, we stopped doing it, stopped doing it. And if they hear us say the F word, they're just like. Yeah, it sticks out like dog's balls. Everybody, it sticks out like dog's balls. And they're like, everybody hide. Mom is biz. She said, me caso yo. And she said the F word. Yeah, that's when shit's getting real. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like, what was the, um, there's that video that's on, in on the internet. And it's about how the word fuck is the most versatile world in the word it in is. the world because it's like and they start to list it's like a two-minute video or something. yeah i've but seen it, it. i've seen uh, it yeah. i've seen it i love that video it, just, it breaks it down you're like holy shit like that's correct 
It's the only word in the English dictionary you can use as every word in the sentence. And it's like, ah, oh, you fuckity fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's bad. It's happy. It's sad. It's exciting. It's terrible. Like, yeah. it can be anything for anyone at any time. It can be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or pissed. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely not a uh, child-friendly episode, This right? is <laughs> not. Put it in the show notes. There's a lot of curse words in yeah, this like, episode. Yeah, like, if you want to skip to this point. <laughs> but, um... So anyone who's listening who's not aware of who you are, let them know what it is you do and how we also well, we met through a networking thing, but your stuff is fascinating. Yes. So let them know what you do. All right. So uh, my name is Michelle Triaz, and I have a practice in uh, Bonita Springs called My Natural Wellness. I have a doctorate in traditional naturopathy, which means that um, I focus on helping people heal through the use of herbs and foods. So changing lifestyle, changing how they eat, adding in things that are gonna be helpful for them long-term so that they are not using medications and so that they are healing their bodies and feeling really good and having energy. Um, I focus a lot of my practice on digestive wellness, but I honestly see patients like with every possible scenario of illness, uh, of chronic illness mostly that, that you can imagine. So. And yeah, we met at the networking event and um, or the networking group, I mean, and you had a lot of the same sort of passions about health and wellness with your background, too. So we hit it off there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the that's the real thing with I was, I was speaking to Lydia yesterday about like dehydration mm. in particular mm -hmm. and how I don't know, like life is so it's so much easier when you're healthy mm -hmm. and everyone hears it, but I think it's not until you experience it that yes. you go, Oh, well, that sounds so much better without the, the so hopefully it doesn't turn on again. <laughs> <laughs> go out and fly kick him. I can practice my Spanish with him. Me caso yo. Me caso yo. It's not technically a bad word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I got a hand to them though. That job looks real fun. So right now guys, we're looking out. There's a guy on a ride on long lawnmower, so I'll actually have on the video where to skip to if you don't want to hear this sound, but it looks like a very fun job. I've always wanted to like ride around and have like endless amount, you know, like um, in Forrest Gump when he's riding on that mower and it just seems so satisfying, yes. like getting all those perfect lines. That's a little OCD in me that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Other people are like, no, that sounds terrible. You crazy person. Isn't it funny how like you can have... Like if I hate doing the mowing, mm -hmm. there's that little bit of like enjoyment where it's like, oh yeah, cool. It's, it's therapeutic. But you told me I get a ride along mower. Yes. Oh my goodness. Sign me up. Fantastic. S sign me up. Sign <laughs> me up to make those perfect little lines. I would like, I would just live to make those perfect little <laughs> lines back and forth. Who was I speaking? Was it your friend at the um, thing we went away to? He enjoys mowing. Uh, yes, it yes. was um, Ben Benjamin Shabani's husband. Yes, she, he likes he has he's got like I want to say they have like an acre and a half or something big backyard, mm. and he loves getting on that riding mower. <laughs> Look, Stacy's mom is the same. She like if, if she hates doing mowing, which is fair enough. But the, the second it's like, hey, we need to ride along lawnmower for there was a thing we did. 
years ago when I first came to America, to West Virginia, a part mm-hmm. of America. I feel like I, can, I can't I can say I've been to California and been to America. They're two yeah. different places. so different. That's another country. Yeah. Like, and so is Texas. And so is Seattle. Like, everywhere is so different. It's the United Countries of America. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The, but uh, the, the first time I came here, I mean, guns are not a thing in, in Australia. Um, especially Tannerite. So, no, no, no. Do you know what Tannerite is? Mm-mm, no. Tannerite is this explosive similar to TNT, but okay. you need to like, you need to light it. You, shoot, you can shoot it. It sets it off. And, you know, right. Steve, Stacy's dad was telling me about it on Zoom, how mm-hmm. they had to their little church get to get get together shooting guns. And, you know, I don't know, like, it's real weird. Like, <laughs> you know, you're in West Virginia when they have church get togethers with guns, with guns. and Tannerite. Yes. You're, you're in West Virginia. You. I knew I'd land in America. <laughs> So when he tells me that, I go, could we blow up a toilet? I don't know why I thought to do that. And he goes, yeah, yeah, fair enough. And um, we, so I, I end up going, we, we figure it out. They, this is the part where I'm like, I, there's something broken in this system because I go, so you just buy this explosive stuff over the counter? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so they start trying to figure out all right, how much do we need to blow up a toilet? Mm-hmm. And they're like, maybe 20 pounds, 10 mm-hmm. pounds. They call a guy and like, we're talking West Virginia. Like this guy on the phone was like, oh no, man, you don't want to do that. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, America. <laughs> and then uh, he ends up going, He, you can tell the fear in his voice about 10 to 20 pounds. He goes, maybe two or three. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So we did this video. I wish I could pull it up. But we did this this whole skit, you know, set up a bunker where one of the guys, Jay, set up a sniper rifle to shoot the Tannerite underneath the toilet so it explodes. Because I wanted to... I filmed and I stitched together this thing where it looks like I have explosive diarrhea. <laughs> and as I flush and I walk away from the toilet, the toilet blows up. <laughs> and I'm so glad. Like you so watched there, the, there was a reason behind oh, I don't do anything about it. Okay. If I'm blowing it up, I'm making something. There's a story. Uh, There's a storyline that, that you be. got the shits yeah. and it's really bad. And the title of it was My, uh, my, my Vegan Girlfriend Gave Me Beans. <laughs> So, so this video plays out and we, we end up shooting it, literally shooting it two and a half. Cause we we're, we're hoping just that it would look like it would blow through the top of the, the, the seat. Yeah. And you're like, great. <laughs> two and a half pounds vaporized the toilet. It was dust to the point, like we were hiding behind stuff for ricochets or whatever. But it's like, if I was, we green screened the whole thing so it looks like I'm in front of it. Because mm-hmm. if I was actually standing in front of it, I'd be dead. Yeah. 100% dead. And so there's two and a half pounds of Tannerite obliterates it. And Does, I, it, does it go up at all? Or does it just like... <laughs> it's just like dust. Gone. Dust. Just, like the toilet, even the cinder blocks that it was sitting on, mm-hmm. dust. Wow. And they wanted to use eight times that with 20 pounds. <laughs> Thank goodness they called the guy. Oh, Thank goodness you had a guy for that to that, call. That was my first reaction. I'm like, you guys wanted to use eight times? Like, you'd have no backyard. Because mind you, this is in their backyard. Yeah. You'd and like, probably nobody cared, right? Their neighbors are like, no the big neighbor, deal. Like, this was like, it wasn't like a suburbia. It was like, but it was like, you know, there was enough distance. But mm-hmm. the nearest, like the house probably... Six seven hundred feet away, mm-hmm. 
the lady's just sweeping the balcony and she looks up, sees us. One, we're shooting guns just like nothing. No big deal. Two, we're blowing up a toilet to dust. Mm-hmm. Huge, like, explosion. And she's just like, puts her head up. <laughs> no like, big deal. She's back sweeping Just again. no big deal. I mean, what she's else are you going to do? She's like, ah, the boys are at it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I... Tannerite. 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 Never heard of this? It's... Really? Well, that shit blows <laughs> up stuff. Like, Literally. But the, yeah, like the thing that I, the thing will baffle me because again, like I'm just like, you just, you bought this. Mm-hmm. Just no questions. Like for me, if I'm selling someone something that is an explosive mm-hmm. as a, as a seller, I'd be like, what's so this what, for? So what is this for? Is it for terrorism? Yeah. <laughs> like, like why do we need to do a background check? Yep, just like two pounds of that was able to like. Maybe they got away with it. So like, this is for our church get together. <laughs> That's true. That's probably, that's how you get away with it. This is it's under the religious exemption. <laughs> this is for religious purposes. <laughs> for religious purposes. That's how you get away. That's how you get away with it. <laughs> but yeah, the the whole thing inside of that story was we needed to mow something, and mm. like the the stand, the ride along mower was again up a hill. Yeah, a good six seven minute walk, easy, and all of a sudden Sherry. Just gone. I'm out. I, I volunteer as tribute. Well, I didn't even know it was. She was gone that fast that I didn't know until she was halfway back on the mower. <laughs> she was like, "I'm, uh, I'm in." Oh, we have love of mo- riding on ride along mowers. It's, yeah. it looks. It just like looks so fun too, right? Like it does. when people are like whipping around. I'm like, you're having fun, aren't you? Well, that that was the thing when I knew I was really in America. I mean, a backyard for someone with a ride along mower shooting at explosives and but don't you have that much space in australia maybe i'm like it's my illegal he- my, my brain is thinking like all of this like i'm thinking like new zealand and lord of the rings and like vast amounts of space and there is but like you, you've seen when we travel in australia with stace and i like every weekend was a get a getaway mm-hmm. so like we like Sydney where I live, mm-hmm. super dense. Right. Super dense. I figured. Yeah. Like high rises and not high, a lot of high rises in the actually no high rises are popping up everywhere now. Like mm-hmm. to see a thousand unit lots, that's normal. Wow. Uh see skyscrapers, it's becoming real normal. Mm-hmm. Um but the good thing was everything was like super close. Yeah. Like fire like to put in perspective, living in Florida, I go to Stace had asked me, "Can we go get lunch at this burger joint that was vegan?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Dude, that's 25 minutes away. No chance in hell." <laughs> probably wasn't even that. Probably like 18 minutes. I go, "No chance in hell. I don't have that time." Yeah. Now in Florida, if you tell me something's 18 minutes away, I'm like, "Wow, that's close." Yeah. Well, I have this like since we live like in Estero near Bonita. We're like, well, let's go down to Naples. I'm like, Naples? I need a passport <laughs> and I'm going to have to cross the border crossing. Or somebody wants me to go to Fort Myers. I'm like, why would I go that far? It's only 30 minutes, 20 minutes. But I'm like, everything that I could possibly need is in this general area. Why would I want to go all the way to Fort Myers for it or all the way to Naples for it? So, yeah, generally I stay. Fort Myers does feel far away, though. Like, it does. It, it feels Naples I'll put up with. For some reason, but Fort Myers just feels so far. It feels very far. But the cool thing, I don't know if you do this. I'm starting to buy my my, my time, if that makes sense. So like mm-hmm. my hairdresser, mm-hmm. I was driving 25 minutes there. Obviously, when you get there, there's always a wait, which is fine. Even yeah. if I book, it's like I'll be waiting 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Haircut, drive back. So that's like an hour and a half to an hour and 45 round trip. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, I said, hey, what 
do you do home visits? And mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, yeah, it's, I think it was 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. So 10 bucks more. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Well, I tip her, I pay her like 40 bucks. Yeah. But she is like, the first time she did it, I felt like I didn't even get a haircut. It was that fast because <laughs> like, I don't have to do much. Yeah. So she was here and out in 15 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, that $10 is worth it. It just bought me an hour and a half of my life, which is nuts. Well, I do that with Instacart. Yes. And like uh, Whole Foods. Yeah. I just, I don't want to go grocery shopping anymore. And plus it saves me money because I only get what's on the list. I don't get distracted by like, ooh, look at this or look at that or look what's on sale here. I just get what I need and it gets delivered to me. And I'll do like Instacart and Aldi. I'll do Sprouts, Aldi's. What's the other one? I wish they did it for Trader Joe's. Oh, my gosh. Um, they don't? They don't. Ah. But they do it for Costco, which yeah, is like... really? But Costco is like, eh, isn't it? I would lo love to save time and not have to go there to get, like, toilet paper and paper. I only uh, go yeah. there and get, like, six things. Mm. Like, detergent, toilet paper, you know, like, these, like, basic things. And now I don't go anymore. I just have somebody yeah. else go and, oh, And it's I so cheap. It. It's usually, like, a $10 to $15 yeah. thing. And it's like, I did the math as well, because this is how my brain works. I got to stay some like, her getting Whole Foods, one, there's so many benefits because it's, you don't, like if, you, if you're hungry, you don't accidentally walk past something on sale mm -hmm. when you're shopping online. Mm -hmm. So you don't get that impulsive buy where you're like, why did I just buy 50 Oreos for no reason? Mm -hmm. But the gas, especially with gas going up, this is when gas was cheap. I go to Stace, I'm like, you know that you're paying about $8 in gas to drive there and drive back. Mm -hmm. So that $10 at the time, I think it's 15 now, you're paying $2 delivery. Mm -hmm. You're actually not paying 10 Yeah. You know? And she was like, okay. And I go, same with my haircut. Because it's $10 extra, I'm yeah. paying $8 in gas. I'm yeah. like, I'm actually not. I'm paying $2 to buy an hour and a half of my life. And the mm -hmm. amount of work I get done in that hour and a half mm -hmm. now... Wild. Oh, I, I just, I, I can't, I'm so excited about it. I'm like, Saturday's Instacart day. And in the morning I wake up early and I get it all like I'm done. And I ask everybody around the house, like, does anybody want anything else? And then they add on. I just, I think mm. Instacart is the best thing ever that came out of the pandemic. <laughs> I'm like, my, but I asked my mom and she was like, you know, in Cuba, we used to do this all the time. We never went grocery shopping. Really? Somebody would go, you'd give them a list and they'd come and they'd deliver it to you. That was like, common thing wow. in like the 60s and the 70s that you would just give them a list and then it would be like milk would be delivered i bet this is true in like other places like new york and and chicago and stuff. So you'd like call the butcher up and be like this is what i want for the week and then they deliver it or this is how much milk wow. i want and then the milk would be delivered and so you never went anywhere because you had mm. everything was delivery milk to my understanding milk's been like that's the og when it comes to delivery like mm -hmm. i don't know if they did it here but in australia it was like milk was the one thing where you'd leave your little milk crate out with the bottles. Mm -hmm. They'd take the bottles and replace it with full, full bottles of but milk. But you remember this as a kid. No. No, they weren't doing this anymore. This, this was, no. So they pretty much, once it became more carton-based and, you know, supermarkets became more of a thing, not really, but before my time, so it would have been like 80s, mm -hmm. 70s, even like, I'm pretty sure earlier. Mm -hmm. it's it's weird that it was like we're kind of a full circle where milk originally was the go-to uber eats yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so true that's another one that's like great like if you're like in a bind and you're hurrying and what did i do the, the fees day? stink though the fees do stink because they charge on top of the like say you're buying a 10 dollar burger mm -hmm. the burger's now 13 dollars yeah then there's the driver like 
you're, you're paying 25, 30 bucks for an in and out burger. It's true. It's so much better to just Instacart and have your groceries and cook and have some leftovers, which is basically what I do. But whenever I've gotten into a bind, I'm like, oh, all right, I need to get fed. <laughs> 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 I need to eat now and there's nothing here. And I, I like that there's the option, you know, if you, if you want it. It's nice to save some time and... I don't know. I, I love all these time-saving things, these hacks. <laughs> it's it's definitely like that's the one commodity that you can't you can't get it back. Mm -hmm. And I do so much with like food prep and meal prep and juicing and smoothies and stuff. So if I can save myself two hours of grocery, three hours of grocery shopping, what I love about Instacart is at the end they tell you how much time you saved. Oh, really? To date, you've saved, you know, 500 hours or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> That's actually that pretty awesome. smart. Yeah, to tell you how much time you saved. Yeah. Yeah. So like, this is how much time you saved. You could have, because I used to do, I used to go to Sprouts and then hit up Aldi's and then I would go to um, Trader Joe's. Mm. I would do this whole like circuit, which would take half of my day on Saturday. And then I would meal prep for, so it was just like, oh my gosh, it's like impossible to get it all done. Well, my mom went next level. Like she knew if you go to, so we had like two big ones, Woolworths and Coles, mm -hmm. um, spelled different to here, C-O-L-E-S. There are two major chains. Mm -hmm. Mom would know to get these items at Coles and then these items at Woolworths. Mm -hmm. But when I was young, I, I kind of, again, did the math. And I'm like, mm, I feel like you're not saving time. You may as well just, well, you're definitely not saving time. Yeah. But the money, I don't know if you're saving that money because, again, like you're adding now, even if it's an hour and a half to mm -hmm. your life, to save 15, 20 bucks. Right. But that's not accounting gas. That doesn't that's account for gas. That. And now the gas is like, oh my gosh. I just filled up it was like a four dollars eighty for the mid range, mm -hmm. which is wallet. The the top one was five fifteen or something. Yeah, those those electric cars are looking real good now. Yeah. The electric car companies are like, This is our time to shine, people. Maybe that's conspiracy. <laughs> Elon's behind all this. It's, it's the whole thing was his idea. <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was looking at it the other day, like the line at at Costco to get gas because it's cheaper there was so long. It was like a 40, my parents waited in it and they were like, it's 45 minute wait to get gas, to sit in your car and get gas. 45 minutes. It was, it was like- Are they leaving it idle for that time? Because they're burning gas simultaneously. <laughs> you know, I didn't ask, but- Maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. They're burning gas to get gas. It's like, just stay at home. <laughs> just don't go anywhere. Just stay home. I think maybe I'll get you a little golf cart and you can get everywhere. <laughs> golf cart. They do like the golf carts in this area. Have you, you have, might not have seen when you were driving the, um, because the beach is only, if you get a, if you have a golf cart, it probably is like two, three minutes. Yeah. And like, there's families here that will just like, they'll putt past. Just, mm -hmm. they're not even going to the beach. Mm -hmm. They just drive like. It's like their way to walk the dog. Mm -hmm. So they'll have the kids in the back, them in the front of, yeah. the, of it, and then, then the dog's just running beside him. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's this good. This is a lazy man's walk. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you guys know that's not exercise. <laughs> like, it doesn't really count. But they love it here. Yeah. This I, area is next level. It, it is. It's beautiful here. I mean, you got the water back there. You got the water That back. didn't exist three weeks ago. The water back there didn't exist? Well, the water existed. That there was a house. That, didn't. Oh, okay. That house was $2.5 million. And they just knocked it down? Gone. Well, yeah, because they're going to put a $10 million house there. They're putting something. two $5 million houses there, oh, so you're right. Oh, there you yeah. go. Because that's a double lot. Oh, and okay. I, it's it's big. But well, what, what enjoy the view is, while it lasts. 
Yeah. Well, luckily we've got about six to eight months. They said before before it all happens because there's that there's a local company here called Potter Homes. You mm-hmm. heard of them? Mm-hmm. Turns out neighbor next to there that's the father-in-law to Potter Homes. And the reason I the way I found out from it mm-hmm. we went to a local thing here, just like a get together on the street. Yeah. And I'm, you know, people are like, oh, so where do you live? I'm like, oh, I'm at that that house that's opposite the one that just got taken down. And then speaking to this gentleman and uh, he goes, oh, I live next to it. I'm like, yeah. Could you imagine having so much money that you just buy a two and a half million dollar house and you tear it down? He goes, yeah, that's my son-in-law. I'm like, what's it like having that much money? <laughs> Stacey's like, you can't say that to these people. Like two and a half million dollars to tear down a house is normal to them. I'm like. It's still pretty incredible. It's even a lot if you of money. money. It's a lot of money. And I was just telling the kids today, as I was, I just kind of like, I was listening to the news about Ukraine and how Russia bombed that maternity hospital and the children's oh, I didn't hospital. Hear about that. Yeah, that happened. And then um, I was like, we're well, so. Is that so, your phone? It's, I guess it's vibrating. You are a popular, popular person. <laughs> and I was like, guys, we're so, we're so blessed. We're so blessed. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, there are people that with, like, bigger houses and we, you know, more <laughs> things. I'm like, yeah, but, like, I just feel so freaking blessed, like, mm. so overwhelming. Like, I don't, there's, it, yeah, I wouldn't be like, no, I don't want $2 million. But I'm so happy with what I have now. I'm like, I'm content. Anything mm. more would be, like, anything more feels <clears throat> like, well, that's just over and beyond what I could ask for in my life. And I don't really... I don't need it. It'd be cool. <laughs> I'm not, not going to give it back, but it would be cool. But I was just thinking that like, oh my God, we have so much. We have so much. And they were like, yeah, whatever, mom. Cause they're 13 and yeah. 10. So they don't care. But <laughs> well, that's the thing is people only have like everyone's worst day is their worst day. Mm-hmm. So if you live in like a super cushy environment and you stub your toe mm-hmm. and that's, the worst thing that's ever happened in your life. Mm-hmm. It's the same as someone who lives in North Korea who's mm-hmm. used to seeing famine and everything mm-hmm. getting tortured for the first time. Yeah. Conceptually, like yeah. perception is everything, right? Perception is all of it. So that's the feeling that you have. It's like, oh, this is so intense, even though mm. other people are suffering more. Or other people have more. Like... It's cra- crazy times, man. Crazy, crazy times. Just when we get over COVID. I know. It was like perfect timing. It was we, like, all right, COVID happened yesterday. Now let's just like the start of war. Let's just have this whole war. And it's just like, and my kids, and I'm like, they're stressed about it. I'm like, why are you stressed about, about this? Ukraine. Yeah. Really? Everybody's talking about it. It's uh, all over social media. So it's like, they're all like stressed out that like, this is going to, this is going to affect us in some way. This is going to come here. It's going to affect our TikTok algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, they're like, is it possible for daddy to get drafted? I'm like, there's no draft. Dad's not going to get drafted. Apparently what? the cutoff is like 28. Oh, there I you go. I found that out because like, I was worried. <laughs> I was like, technically I'm not American yet. So you can't draft me. Also, I'm too far from Australia to impose that. Yeah. And then found out it was 28 was a cutoff. I was like, oh, well, never been happy to be old. There you go. <laughs> yeah. My husband would be very happy. And then he was like, no, I'd be, it'd be like some, you know, they'd use me for something, you know, I'm an attorney. They'd use me for something, you know, negotiations <laughs> or spy work or something. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Guys, this is not, this is not affecting us now. There's nothing to worry about in the present moment. What is, what are you worried about? And mm. it's funny, like what they, what, what they, what gets consumed and what kind of sticks with you. And for some reason, like my 10 year old is like, I'm, I'm worried about money. I'm like, why? 
<laughs> like, why are you worried about money? I don't know. I just feel like it's going to run out. And what if things, you know, like, you know, everything is really, I hear, I hear you guys say everything is expensive. Food is expensive. Mm. Gas is expensive. Like you never know what they're soaking in, you know, when you're like having these conversations. And I thought that was like kind of innocuous, right? Like we're just talking about the cost of the rising cost, but that triggered something in her that was like, we're going to run out of food and money. I'm like, we're fine. Everything's fine. You know, that war is very sad, but it's over there and it's not over here and you're okay right now, you know, but so, but it's, it was just interesting that the kids are being so affected by it. Like, well, the crock so brain more. doesn't know any different, right? Like you don't like, especially that young. They're trying to figure out, I couldn't imagine being 10 again, trying to figure out the world, especially in this environment yeah. where it's like, it is, you got so much happening mm -hmm. and it's all about like the algorithm favors interaction. The problem is fear is the best thing to cause interaction. Mm -hmm. um, it'd, be, it'd, be a, it'd be a fascinating time. Plus, this is the first war where we've seen the beginning of it. Right. You know, I mean, like everyone's like, oh, this is crazy. Could you imagine it? Iraq, Afghanistan, mm -hmm. Vietnam, like all these ones where no one really saw it in high definition. Right. Or at all. Yeah. You know, like we saw the after things. Like if you see the photos of Syria before mm -hmm. it got invaded, mm -hmm. you go like there's still that disconnect because it's just a photo with no humans in it. Mm -hmm. Whereas you see a video of like an F-18 fire mm -hmm. a missile into a civilian thing with people filming it screaming. Yeah whole other level yeah yeah whole other level and so we're seeing it we're we have this like front row seat to what seems like this is like is this really happening is this a movie is this really happening because it's, it just can't be possible that's what mm. i keep thinking to myself like what the fuck yeah it's also <laughs> russia <tr> man <laughs> it's also tricky because it's like i mean when i had um lydia on yesterday I was just asking so much where it was like, I go to her, I'm like, I sound really ignorant right now. Like, you know, where's Poland relative to Ukraine? Like all these basic things that, because at the same time, it's like, there's so much stuff you hear now that is, is false. Mm -hmm. Like that. Did you hear about the co the ghost of Kiev? No. So it was this Ukrainian uh, fighter pilot that allegedly took down six Russian fighters. Oh, wow. Fake. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was everywhere. Like, it was fake. There was this other one with a, allegedly, did you, there, there was a video where a, allegedly a Russian tank just like swerves over and runs over a Ukrainian car. So that was doing the circulations, particularly in Australia. Also fake. T turns out, well, it was real, but it turns out it was a Ukrainian tank, allegedly. Oh. So like, you hear that, then you see like photos of torn down buildings find out it's not even in Ukraine. It's a photo from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Then there was this other one where there was this reporter. It was like CNN Ukraine, um, their Facebook, and it was a reporter who had died. His name was whatever it was. Then they see this other one from CNN Afghanistan. Now, again, who knows if this is even... if it, The reporting of that false story could be fake. Right, right, right. You know, like it's so many layers on it. Yeah. But it's like copied and pasted. It's the same guy, same name, who died four years earlier... Oh my gosh. So, but also at the same time, CNN, Fox, they're all guilty of just regurgitating stories. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you don't even know, like if, if the reporting on the fake news is fake mm -hmm. because there was, uh, there's just so many layers of fake interaction now where I'm like, I just yeah. check out. And, and propaganda is important for wars, right? Mm. It's like how they, if you've ever seen the movie Enemy at the Gate, which is actually a yes. Russian world war ii movie it's all like they are like they take this one guy who did something 
and then they they create this huge myth out of him you make him a mythical thing and and everybody starts following and they're like it kind of invigorates the 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 russian troops for world war ii against the i mean it was this very like important for them to keep their propaganda up and in, in order to get people to do what they want them to do which is what that happens with media too right yeah in order to get us to do what they want us to do we have to create the fear and well and the vietnam war right that came out it could be like i was saying to that's um, sad, man. That's just like pointless. Yeah. Oh, I was saying to the family last night, and I'll preface this with, I don't think this is true. But I was like, here's kind of a way to connect some dots, which may or may not even be there. Like, America is well known for creating wars and falsifying stuff. Right. I was like, I mean, we don't know really what's happening in Russia. It's just what we're being told. Right. Um, the whole thing with NATO and, you know, allegedly with Russia and oil mm-hmm. and, you know, that obviously affects gas prices. America's got a history of wanting oil. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, all right, here's a super hypothetical that I don't necessarily believe mm-hmm. at all. But there's been weirder things happen in the past. Sure. Like there's a race for Ukraine to become NATO. Mm-hmm. And when they're in NATO, then we, we, we can protect- attack. Yes. We can attack Russia. What if... And this has been known as well in the past that what if these Russian fighters are not Russian mm. and like there's history of crisis actors and mm. you know, all that falsification. Again, don't think it's true. Mm-hmm. This is just my fun sort of like, weird. Like, what happens if? If. What yeah. if? Well, the best thing is like you create an enemy to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, what if all this is just a ploy so that we can justify so that because if we just invaded Russia. Mm-hmm. Everyone, the whole everyone would be like, "This is insane! You yeah. guys are crazy." But yeah. if Russia is attacking Ukraine, mm-hmm. now we can justify attacking. Like that's the whole conspiracy right. theory of nine eleven. Right, attack here so we can justify, and the American public is supporting of us invading right. Afghanistan, right, and Iraq. Sorry. So I was like, "What if?" Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe that, right? But it's possible. Like, so much shit now, you don't even know if it's true. Yeah, that's the tough part. Is that. I find it really hard. I use a lot of like my own internal clock instead of trying to like use what or my own internal feelings about things. When I see a news story or when I read something, I'm like, I don't just like believe it right away. I'm like, how do I feel about this? What is my body physically telling me? Is this, you know, because you have a certain amount of bullshit meter, right? You know a little bit about when you read something or when you hear something, something comes off in you. Some sometimes it's not. It's true, and you f- think it's bullshit. And sometimes it's not true, and you feel like it's true. But I find that if you just like the more that I meditate, the more that my I'm able to like really be more like okay, this is bullshit, or uh, this is happening, or you know, like I'm mm-hmm. able to sort of discern a little bit more. The more time I spend with myself and like silent and quiet meditation, and it's re- it's really helpful in these times too. But I try to stay off of you know I'm like terrible at social media. I like. I only do it because I have to do it. <laughs> I only must post. It's good for mental health. But I just stay away from it as much as possible because I'm like, I don't want to get, and I don't watch the news that much. I watch like Very just good. what I need. Like I get like the bullet points. I'm like, okay, I know what happened. I know what happened. I know what happened. You know my husband, Larry, because you met him at the retreat. But he'll sit there and watch the news. And I'm like, doesn't this, like the more I watch it, the more I sit there. Like when there's a hurricane, this is like a prime time. Like this is when... The weather people are like, it's our time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> Florida's drowning. We're, we're, 
this is like snowmageddon. I remember like years ago there was a storm in the northeast and they were like, it's snowmageddon. That's literally snowmageddon. what snowmageddon. That's what they called it. And I was like, well, this is, but I try to like just stay away from it, like not watch as much of it. Mm. And I, you know, it's important to like filter what comes in, not just food and what you eat and what you drink, but what you consume in any way, what you read what you see what you what music you listen to everything affects your energy yeah so i try not to like i try not to go down the rabbit hole too much because i when i go down i'm like it just takes me a long time to get like feel better and not be like so sad and depressed about things once i do that because i've done that before and been like this is crazy i did that with covid in the oh, beginning covid set me off <laughs> i was like dude you know when you as you're doing it you're mm -hmm. like why am why am i do i why am I sharing this? Yeah. Like this is telling people that you're just a nut. And I'm mm -hmm. like, just stop, just stop. And like, there's something you, you I, can't it's, stop. It's really hard to like, when you see something that's like, okay, I'm, I'm certain to my core that this is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes though, I find if it, if it, if a piece of information actually justifies how I feel, I have to question it twice now yeah. because of cognitive bias, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Um, like cognitive dissonance is the most powerful one. Like we're seeing it especially now where it's like the science is definitely out that the the masks don't do anything. Right. But because of such the strong conviction that certain areas like airlines have done mm -hmm. or the Australian government, even though the science is blatantly out, like there is nothing we can do. Mm -hmm. they, we, they can't just go, all right, because the cognitive dissonance of the people that are in part of that environment mm -hmm. will be like, no, 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 you guys are now lying to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so they need to slowly back it off across 12 to 18 months. Yes. yes. Versus just like, because then that way you can slowly readjust the humans. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I said, I said uh, the humans like with the, Otherwise, with it's like, animals. oh, yeah, that was bullshit all along. You just turned it off. Now it's off. And it's, 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 yes. Well, we, exactly. we always, I mean, I still, back in March 2020 and April and that, like, it was still pretty, like, super unknown, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like th that sort of craziness in the first, I guess, three, four, five months. Yes. That still made sense because it was like, what are we really dealing with here? Yeah. Um, you know, is it as deadly as... He Plus, you had all those videos of, like, China locking people in their apartment blocks and mm -hmm. then crazy... Like those videos of the trucks where they're just spraying chemicals down yeah. the road. Like you're seeing shit like that going. And they're all in like the hazmat yeah. suits and stuff. I remember my father-in-law called me in February. Me and Larry were together. I can't remember where we were. And he was like, um, they're going to close the schools. They're going to, um, all everything's going to shut down. And this was like four weeks before any shutdown happened. We didn't know anything yet. And I'm like, no. I'm like, there's just no way that they can shut down the economy. It's just not possible. Yeah. Like my brain would not compute. And even Larry was like, there's just no way this is possible. I mean, you're, you're talking about billions and billions and billions and billions of people and dollars. They won't do it. They mm -hmm. will not do it. And sure enough, he was right, you know, because a couple of weeks later, you know, everything got shut down and it took time to like adjust to all of that. And I find a lot of my patients that I'm seeing are still in recovery mode from that like intense sort of peak of stress and that cortisol release and that like 
oh my gosh, that level of uncertainty, so much what, uh, mental illness and like oh, depression yeah. that's happening from being like enclosed and kept off from people. And I'm just really grateful I lived in Florida where it was like, I mean, we had a black, we had so much fun in April. I mean, we had so much fun just hanging in out. April 2020. Yeah, April 2020. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, like I felt bad for a little while for feeling so happy. Like the workload had gone way down. We spent all this time together that we didn't get before. We were making like, we were getting dressed up for no reason, coming down and having like a fancy meal. It was, it was, we had, we like made the most of it. And I was like, when will we ever get this time again? Mm. The earth kind of got a chance to like reset a little bit. They talk about like the pollution levels and how those went down in places like India and China where it's like super high with all those people. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> it's good. Intro- and it's funny how quickly we're back into the hustle mode. Oh, I so quick. It. I'm back into it. Like next week I'm off to Chicago. Uh-huh. I come back for a, a week or so. And then I think I'm off to Louisiana now mm-hmm. for another shoot. And then I'm back for a couple of days yeah. and then I'm off to West Virginia. Like the hustle's back. And it-, it was, but during that time, I mean, look, Australia was super great. Like mm-hmm. I think Stace and I really timed everything perfectly yeah. because we're in Australia when no one knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. So we had like an intense lockdown for a very short time. Mm -hmm. But then we got down to zero cases and we'll open while the rest of the world was sort of freaking out, except for Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we got down to zero cases, but, and I was still getting paid by the government. What do you mean? It's 750 Australian a week. Mm Mm-hmm. On top of the income I had anyway, mm-hmm. because I worked for myself. Right. So I had more money in COVID than Me too. I have had. I was like, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and then, so when obviously everything went, I noticed it was this whole zero cases was becoming a very big danger because mm-hmm. we'd, we'd achieve the unachievable in a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. Like there was six, seven, eight months where we had zero cases in the wow. state. Um and then, but then I started hearing people saying stuff like one case is one case too many. I'm like, oh, oh no. fuck. Yeah. And a lot of people held that sentiment because mm. we're going off the crazy media of what was happening in the rest of the world, mm-hmm. not going, hey, Florida seems to be open and this is an interesting thing. It was all about Trump. Like I didn't realize how left-leaning australian media is Mm -hmm. and i think you need to you need both you can't just like just right super dangerous like now there's conspiracy theories about monoclonal antibodies which is hilarious i know (laughs) i've heard these too i'm like like, like, you guys need to hold on to something now the vaccine debate's gone that you need to have like well actually monoclonal is it now proven to be it's like dude it's been around for like what a decade plus like more than a decade exactly so it's like there's there's lots of evidence for it so i don't know why people there's these things coming up now we need to know something Something that the other person doesn't. It's true. That way That's we what, can ha- one up them that yeah. way. So it's not right. And it's not left. You know, it's just, I'm like, I tell people this all the time because in that time period, because that I'm in um, natural health and people will come to me and be like, you know, this theory and that theory. And what do you think about the, the little, the, the test that goes up the nose and oh, the yeah. stuff on that. They'll, they'll scraping parts of your brain. Yeah. That was my favorite one. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Listen, could it be possible? Just like we were talking about this other theory, could it be possible? Yes. Mm. But there are like a thousand other one other theories out there that are possible too. Are you going to live like that or are you just going to make choices yeah. each day, 
try not to be too far right, try not to be too far left, live in the middle. Yeah. Like that's where I try to like live my life is sort of like, oh yeah, that person on the right, that's a really good point they made. That's, I really agree with that. And also this person on the left has this other point about something else that's really important. Why does it have to be, mm-hmm. why must we choose sides well, and stay there? Don't yeah. don't change sides. No, you put your jersey on, you own it. <laughs> the thing that like, because uh, my family, they watch the in-laws watch Fox all the time. Mm-hmm. And like Stace and I were just like, we walk past and I could just feel like, ah, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because, and both sides do this. Like I'm not even painting it. that This story has to do with Fox. Yeah. They were talking about like Nancy Pelosi is like the devil reincarnated on the left, mm-hmm. according to the right. Mm-hmm. She's not great to be honest. But the they were really focusing on this story that came out about the top 30 best investors in 2021 mm-hmm. were all politicians mm-hmm. all like 30 out of 30 they beat like like institutional investors wow they're all politicians weird coincidence mm-hmm. and they really focused on nancy pelosi mm-hmm. focus 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 and i go to steve just so you know she came sixth on that list and the five above her were all republicans mm-hmm. and every time that it was probably hannity no it wasn't hannity tucker that guy. <laughs> I always feel like I'm getting told off by him. I, I just feel like he's so, they're so angry. I'm like, why so angry? Well, both, everything you go on the news, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting told off. Yeah, it's true. And, but it was just interesting. I go, have you noticed how it was just Pelosi, 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 Pelosi. Mm-hmm. Whenever they mentioned the list, they'd say politicians. Mm-hmm. So they never would lie. Mm-hmm. But by them saying politicians, putting Pelosi back on, you don't watch that and be like politicians from both sides. Mm-hmm. But that's what I said to him. I'm like, just so you guys know, the top five were Republicans. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a left thing. Yeah. This is a both sides thing. And it seems like Republicans are doing the best. <laughs> <laughs> just just so you guys know. Yeah. And I think that's how it is all the time. You look, listen to the uh, the news the news that's on the left and you get only what you want to hear. They're going to pander to who they want to hear. But I want to hear other opinions from each side so that I can then take my time and sort of, okay, this is what I feel. Yeah. I had a friend who was like, um, what was it? Like, oh yeah. Democrats are like eating children. Oh, eating children? I'm like, all right. Do you know where they got that story from? Where? I figured it out. So, cause I love conspiracy theories and I dive right into them. Yeah. Knowing the like 99 point, but, some of them have come true, like Epstein. That's the problem. Yeah. But so anyway, <laughs> there's two in particular. One is the um, the lizard people, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the other one that is big is the elites. There's this uh, it's a, a endocrine or something like that, and it's a hormone that's in humans, which it is, mm-hmm. uh, but it's real potent. Allegedly, this conspiracy theory, it's really potent in children. Mm-hmm. And the more you scare them, the higher that um, oh that hormone produces. Right. And um, when you drink it, it keeps you young. Okay. First of all, there's no proof of this at all. Like, I've seen so many conspiracy videos mm-hmm. and they just build up how they've got evidence and then they tell you what's on it. I'm like, mm, not evidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so the lizard people one, I'm watching The Tower with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And the, it's like the storyline for that is that, and this is a Stephen King novel, mm-hmm. they, um, 
it's this sphere, two spheres collide and there's this elite group of people who have human bodies outside, but they're lizard people underneath. I'm like, okay, there's one. But then I'm watching Doctor Strange with um, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Also a Stephen King novel. It's the sequel to The Shining. Right. So the not the way this goes is you know the, like you've seen The Shining yes okay so in the sequel there's these kids have this blessing called The Shining mm-hmm. which they have like this supernatural power of whatever it is it varies and there's these ghouls that are going around the earth and what they do is they are hunting down these kids with The Shining I've seen I've seen either either I've seen a preview for it or this sounds or I've seen it because this is sounding so yeah. familiar where the kids are like running I, I have this like specific scene in my head like why are they chasing us mm. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're finding these kids and what happens is they need to uh, obtain the shining from them and this is what keeps these ghouls uh, young okay and what they do is they the higher they scare these kids the more the shining actually um, sort of illuminates oh, and okay. they absorb it further and further so they're like scaring them and stabbing them and oh, keeping my... them alive yeah but i'm watching this and i go stace this is that conspiracy this is where they got it from. this is where i got it from and so i'm getting excited because i'm like i figured it out like this is where it comes from it comes from it's, a movie it's another stephen king no- novel and so i tell one of my friends who i'd like to think he's pretty level-headed but i saw him go a little bit too far into it where he's like you know trump's coming out with this stuff man just you wait i'm like oh boy <laughs> so i tell him that story about dude i figured out the, where these conspiracy theories came from mm-hmm. and he came back with the exact cognitive dissonance bias that i knew would happen he goes maybe stephen king's trying to tell everyone i'm like oh <laughs> no <laughs> They go, that's how they hide in plain sight. I'm like, no. It's like, why do we want to live our life like in this state of perpetual fear? Like we're the ones afraid. Mm. Like these kids probably don't even exist. And I was telling a friend that I was like, listen, you got to you got to stop <laughs> for your own health yeah. and mental wellness. You got to. And, and people don't really like that response because they come to me looking for me to be like the you know, the flag bearer for like, yeah, you know, like, let's get them. I'm like, I'm not going to be the one because mm. I want to be, <clears throat> I want to be, uh, I, I think that there are things, both sides have really valid points, not to be like, oh, wishy-washy on it. But, you know, I want I want to make my choice on and not have to choose which side I'm, I'm pining for or going for. It just doesn't make sense to me. But, um, but I, but people feel like, you know, that's that whole, like, you read Eckhart Tolle, right? The Power of Now. Have you read that book? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, this has got to be you. It love sounds books. familiar. Um, and he always talks about like the ego and how like we create this idea and and then we we say okay this is who I am and this is what I'm about and and then we we say oh I'm gonna align myself with this and it's part of my identity. So yeah. my identity is that I I'm on the right or I'm I'm on the left or whatever it is. And then if that gets attacked in any way because there are difference of opinions, then instead of just saying, oh, that's a difference in opinion and that's an attack on the opinion, we feel that attack on our ego. Our ego says, oh, this is you. You are left. You are right. Mm-hmm. This is who you are and they're attacking you. And it's and it's a way for you to say, okay, well, they're attacking me. So now I can be violent or do what I want and attack them back. And it sort of gives you this like openness to be able to yeah. do that because you're being, it's, but it's like, well, what if it does not just don't attach it to who you are and mm. that's not who you are that's just something you think is true or you believe in or or whatever it doesn't have to be like this is me <laughs> yeah you are just 
who you are and it's not you're not what you think. That was that's one of the things I loved about his book. He's like, just because you think it doesn't mean that's who you are. So uh, okay. just because you think, oh, I, I think this, 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 and this, or I have these thoughts doesn't mean that that's who you are. That just means that you have thought your thoughts. And he talks a lot about like the mind being like this freight train and how it's like, you know, once the idea gets in you and then you keep going and you research and you talk to other people who agree with you and then the, oh, yeah. then the train picks up momentum and you've, picked, you've added passengers to your train, other people are with you and it's just like, and then it's hard to stop. And then when somebody, when information, even true information comes and you show it to people that's opposite of what they're thinking, they're just gonna, nope, they're gonna run right over yeah. it because they just identify with identification with the ego is what yeah. what he talks about too it's a super i mean i tried to read that book when i was in college and it went way over my head like so over my head then i read it again after i had kids and i was like oh my gosh i'm a moron i should have understood this the first time around like live it's in the hard, moment though. you need to understand the basic human cognitive biases that's the biggest thing the thing that regulates my bias the best i've found is can i find myself being a hypocrite in another scenario. Mm -hmm. One prime example was I heard a comedian talk about um, when, when companies were mandating uh, vaccines for people to come into their, their venues, mm -hmm. it was like, <clears throat> his example was, well, when that, that guy said no to the gay couple to make the wedding cake, mm -hmm. the right was, the right wing was saying, fuck you guys, it's his company, it's his choice. Right. The left was like, hey, government, step in. Mm -hmm. Flip it. And now the right is going, hey, government, step in. Mm -hmm. And the left is going, their, com their company, their choice. Mm -hmm. And I go to Stace, I'm like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Now, there's one major difference. I don't like the mandating to do like travel and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The major difference too is like you can just go to a different cake shop. Mm -hmm. There's there's plenty of that. But if you're denying people eating, mm -hmm. now a restaurant, whatever, like you can still go to a different restaurant. But it's it's a different it's slightly different in terms of like you're putting something into your body in order to get it. They're mm -hmm. not he's not mm -hmm. saying, Hey, if you put, inject this thing into you that you may not want to, I'll then make you a cake. Right. So there are those slight differences yeah, between the two. But it's the same basic overall concept of freedom. Yeah. It's your freedom. You know, it's the same concept. You know, I'm like, all right, well, and I, and this is going to piss people off too, but I'm like, well, you know, if you're, you know, if you're pro-choice on what to do with the mask, then mm -hmm. you should be pro-choice with everything, right? Well, my body, my choice. My body, my choice, right? So If it was the same t same political side, I'd be like, fair enough, they're consistent. But they're not. No. And if, they're but not. not. It's not your body. <laughs> if you're a woman, it, you know, then it's not your body, it's your choice. You know, then, then the government has to step in and tell you certain things. I, I'm not going to say, you know, one way or another, but it's just like, it's very hypocritical to say, mm. I'm like, okay, well, then you must be pro-choice. That's what I say. Yeah. And um, people are like, no, I'm not pro-choice. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're pro-choice with the mask and with the vaccine, but when it comes to, mm. you know, you're pro-choice until it comes to this certain topic and then this yeah. certain topic is, so who decides? And that's the underlying um hypocrisy that i talk about yes. because it's like and like same said, thing with the wedding I, cake I, it's the same i found concept. it myself i was like oh crap okay that's a fair point i need to reevaluate mm -hmm. but i remember there was one so um someone who's very close to me i was asking about australia and i'm like 
they're like, yeah, we're open completely back up. I was like, fantastic. Also for the unvaccinated. And she goes, yeah, the anti-vaxxers are allowed to do it as well. I go, you mean the, the people who don't want one particular shot? Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah, anti-vaxxers. And I mm-hmm. go, dude, that's not an anti-vaxxer. Look up the definition. That's mm-hmm. when I found out Google had changed. The definitions? They didn't change a the definition. They changed the reference that came up the top. So this is how this this is how the um the Snopes gets away with it because I read it mm-hmm. and they it says false we never changed it because they didn't change the like the uh the definition never changed on this website it's mm-hmm. just Google pushed to this website yeah so that that's how the 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 fact checkers got around it but I go to um this this girl okay so with that ideology you're anti-gay mm-hmm. she says but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I go, would well, you believe, because the definition of the anti-vaxxer now, according to that top finding, is someone who's anti the mandating of vaccines is mm-hmm. one of the points. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, do you believe that we should mandate homosexual acts with your, like your partner should go do homosexual acts? Mm-hmm. She's like, no, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I go, so you're anti-gay according to that definition. Mm-hmm. And obviously I was t- twisting my her words, yeah. but I was just like, but that's, that's that mindset of what that is but because yes. like i don't know, i hate being called an anti-vaxxer because i'm like dude no get it <laughs> like, yeah. if you want but yeah i've been called that too and i'm like well no i just i just choose to research and decide which vaccine i'm going to get if i'm not going to get the 56 jabs that are prescribed right now for a normal child to get mm. over the course of their life until they're 18 just because I'm not going to get all of those or I'm going to decide to delay or, you know, that makes me an anti-vaxxer too. And I'm like, well, that's not mm. really what happened. What happened is I made choices based on education and based on my talking to my own doctors and pediatricians and we've decided, but you're going to lump us all together and call us anti-vaxxers mm. because we don't want to have that mandate on us. It's like, you must put this in your body. Well, how well, how many times have you heard get educated? Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I go, all right, what, what do you want me to get educated with? Because really yeah. that saying now, get educated, mm-hmm. is find out how to agree with me. Mm-hmm. Or trust the science means blindly follow so you're on the same time as, t- side as me. Because mm-hmm. when it's like get educated, I remember with someone I said to them, I'm like, all right, According to the CDC, 94% of the deaths in America have an average of four comorbidities. Mm -hmm. So again, my math brain, I'm like, well, I have none. So 6% of the deaths don't. Mm -hmm. So I did the numbers and I go, based on the risk of me getting COVID, which Mm -hmm. at the time was like 8%. Right. uh, Sorry, 12%. Then I times it again by the numbers. Basically, it was like 25,000 people without formal comorbidities died in that year, mm-hmm. I guess so. The risk of me dying from COVID was zero point eleven zeros seven percent. Yeah, and I go. So I just I prefer not to get something that I have like zero to the ten to the power of seven. Yeah, seven chance. Like, yeah, and everyone's and again they're just like, so you're happy to kill other people, and it's like, oh yeah, not yeah. Then they either. then they go there, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh well, then 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 you don't care about other people. Then you must not care about the mm. others. And um, which is which is a noble thing until you look into again I was like, well, okay. Then, then that does means the vaccine you're, you're, stop the spread? Yeah, and, and then, then they're like, well, no. And I go, so then how does it help? But again, it's it's quite interesting watching people and this isn't just the vaccine thing. It's like 
the mental gymnastics that we do. Mm-hmm. The, it's crazy. You know, like I see it with a few things. Yeah. With, unfortunately, it's all the hot button topics. It's politics, COVID, which is now in the same... You know how they like that saying, don't talk about uh, politics and COVID? Yeah. Oh, sorry, politics and religion? Now it's politics, Add religion, COVID. and COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't talk about it. No. You cannot assume that you're going to leave you the bubble of your home and that everybody's going to agree with you. So, yeah. so to spout off everything that you... I, I never go out believing that. But some people have just been like... Like they just ask. They're like, have you been vaccinated? And I'm mm. like, do you wear a condom? <laughs> <laughs> this is a personal question, you know? It's like, why mm. are you asking me that? And well, I saw my first double mask girl yesterday. Oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, I as soon as in I In the saw, car by themselves? Were they in the car by themselves? No, there was someone actually yesterday on okay. this street with the in the car with a mask on. Which mm. I, I kind of like just assume it's an Uber driver now because mm-hmm. they have to. Mm-hmm. But if there's no one in the car, so it makes it but anyway. But yeah, this this lady, I was I was at the checkout at Target, and I'm just like I'm looking down. For starters, I put my thing on the belt, and mm-hmm. it went. They didn't put their thing on the belt, mm-hmm. and then when my thing got to the front, they like pushed mine out of the way, like I'd gotten in there in front of them. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> and then I was like, that's weird. And then I look at I look at the face, and I'm like, hold on, there's two fucking masks, mm-hmm. like an N95 for starters, which is fantastic. Yeah, but then mask. covered in a cloth mask. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, but why? Why? But my friend at um. Who was it? We also need to talk about what you do. This is just fun. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've just, we've gotten on, we've talked about everything. Uh, so the show notes for this show should be interesting. Starting with like riding mowers and. Get fucked. <laughs> tanamite, get, yeah. Uh, what was it? Tanamite? Tanam, uh, tannerite. Tannerite. I mean, like we've, we've, we've. Told you this is shooting the shit. Yeah. We were going to shoot the shit. This yeah. is hilarious. Uh, but so my friend who's a personal trader in Naples, mm-hmm. uh, a lady comes up to him or called him, sorry, didn't definitely didn't come up to him, called him and said, um, when I train with you, I'm going to wear a mask and I'd like you to wear it. Oh, are you vaccinated? He goes, no, I would like you to wear a mask. He goes, I'm not going to. And she's like, Oh, so she tries to find another trainer. All mm-hmm. of them are like, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just Florida. We don't do that here. Yeah. And so she calls him back. She goes, all right, well, I'll train with you, but I'm going to wear two masks. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it ain't a one plus one equals two scenario. You don't understand. <laughs> he didn't end up training her nonetheless. <laughs> that would have been a very difficult person anyways. Well, the oxygen deprivation. You can't train. like you She's a liability to him because yeah. if he... One, he has to train her hard to get her results. Mm-hmm. But if she passes out because she can't breathe through those two masks, mm-hmm. she's not going to be like, yeah, I was wearing two masks and I, you know, that's my bad. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, you're, you're to blame. Yeah. So he was like, I'm not training. Two the- masks. I'm like, why? What does, why? <laughs> the best is when you see three, apparently. I haven't seen a third in the wild. I, I thought two was made up until I saw it yesterday. <laughs> That's like a double condom. Like what <laughs> Which is actually dangerous apparently. It's more dangerous to wear two condoms than yes, zero. <laughs> of course. It's more dangerous. It's stupid to do any of that. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's my go to. It's like, are you vaccinated? have you you know, I'm like, do you wear a condom? <laughs> that's actually great. I'm gonna have to do that. Because that's a really personal question, but people are mm. so like bold now, they're like I mean, I went to a party once and he was like kinda just shocked, you know, that I would respond that way and Cause it was like a party and there were a bunch of people. It was a graduation party in May, I think of last year. And, um, I'm like, no, no, I'm not getting vaccinated and no, I'm not, you know, doing this or this and this. And I'm, he's just like, the look on his face was like sheer, like fear, fear and terror. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, everything is going to be okay. And you're going to see in a year. Yeah. You, you'll be, everything will be. 
It'll and now okay. it's that cognitive dissonance trying to unwind. Like that happened with my family, like obviously in Sydney. Like I went from zero cases to Florida. Mm-hmm. So like I went to the belly of the beast yeah. in terms of the media. Yeah. And I remember a conversation, like every conversation I had with my family was, are you getting vaccinated? Because you have asthma and if you get it, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Like the if you get COVID. And I was like, nah, I don't think I will be. So anyway, got COVID like probably two weeks after that conversation where I was just like, dude, I'm not going to get it. So stop asking. Mm-hmm. They, um, I get it as we fly back from West Virginia here. Mm-hmm. And I, it was great because they had monoclonal antibodies on available everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I went and got it seven hours, 10 hours later, yeah. gone. Yeah. And so then my family was like, for starters, that vaccine conversation never arose again, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Like getting COVID was a relief. Yeah. <laughs> but also then they're like, so what's this treatment? Uh, the antibody thing? Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. I'm like, yeah. I, I mentioned it every time that I was a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. You know, like, but... Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't wait for the whole thing to blow over and just. Well, it's almost there because now we can't talk about anything else but what's Ukraine. happening with Ukraine and humans, Russia. Humans just need a distraction, don't we? Yeah, shiny thing, shiny thing, shiny. But I mean, I feel like what was before COVID? I don't even remember. Trump. Oh yeah. Trump. <laughs> like, you know that orange-headed guy. <laughs> that guy. I'm like, what? And what did we have before him? I just don't like. I don't remember it being. I, I, I feel know. like Trump. Trump was the one that made politics entertainment yeah because he came from an entertainment background yeah and the issue was and like look i'm not a fan of really any president to be honest so it's not like it's funny when you speak to some people i'm like look yes biden is trash Mm -hmm. the dude is barely alive Mm -hmm. but trump wasn't great either yeah i don't want him back like he's not the solution to biden right so some people are like oh he was great i'm like name one thing he was honest i'm like "Mm, not true yeah, look at the economy. I love it when people are like, well, look at the economy under him. I'm like, if you think that a president yeah. really has that much effect on an, a huge economy like the United States, I just, I'm like, it, it is so That's many like saying more- the captain's responsible for the ship. It's like, he kind of is, but not really. Like, yeah. If someone downstairs decides, nah, I'm going to cut a hole in it. Yeah. You can't blame the captain. You can't. <laughs> it's like, okay, he's like the head, but like there are m- many, many people that are responsible uh, for a lot of different things when you're talking about a boat and millions of people who are responsible for, and, and it's like a global economy. Like we are affected by other, so it's like mm-hmm. when somebody's like, look at the economy, I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> yeah. not, that's not a valid point for me. But I'm kind of like you. Mm-hmm. I think I don't have a particular president that I was like, oh, yeah. Really, you know, I'm just Obama like... Obama was at least the one who was actually charismatic. I like that about you know him. He I mean? felt like the new Kennedy, like a mm. new... It was like a new Camelot, you know, when Obama came around. I was like, ooh. I can't comment on anything to do with his politics, though. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I think he was so charming that no one gave a shit. Nobody <laughs> cared. They're like... He caught... I remember the, like my top things that I remember is that he caught a fly midair. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, holy shit. Meanwhile, Biden would be like, ha! <laughs> Ah! <laughs> look what he did that's so cool <laughs> but that's as you know that's as far as i go with that because i was not i remember i remember when he was he was elected president i think i was just like having babies it just didn't like register with me i was too yeah. busy i was in school and just i was like okay let's keep it moving but i don't remember that my my parents cared that much either 
in like yeah. the pre-Obama era, I don't remember that they gave a shit. Like, I well, don't remember us watching the election. I don't well, remember that was, people cared. There was Bush. Like, do you remember the, the there was a website called Bush Quotes? Mm-hmm. And yes. that was fantastic. He had awesome quotes. Oh, my gosh. We're still saying them to this day. There was like, like when the internet first started coming around around 2002 mm-hmm. and three that's when it was coming a bit more mainstream. Mm-hmm. I just remember those two websites that I'd always go to. It was Bush Quotes and Chuck Norris Quotes. Like, <laughs> so I went there recently and I was like, oh my God, these are still funny. Like Chuck Norris drove his own mum to the to the hospital to give birth to him. <laughs> <laughs> and like um, Stacey's mum sent me one the other day because she knows I'm obsessed with Chuck Norris Quotes. Yeah. And it's a meme and it's Chuck Norris going, stop. And then Putin going, Okay. <laughs> I was like, you know me so well. That's hilarious. There was one for COVID as well. It was like uh, Chuck Norris got COVID and now COVID's in isolation. <laughs> There's some good ones for Chuck Norris. I can't remember how it but um, the one that we say a lot at home is like, fool me once. <laughs> Shame on me. Wait, you can't fool me twice. It was like some quote by George Bush that was so funny when he said it. And I remember, um, I can't remember the name of the guy on HBO. He has a show. It's like a comedy commentator show. Bill Bill Maher. Uh, Bill Maher on HBO. And he was like, it was like halfway through um, Trump's presidents. And he's like, President Bush is looking good now, huh? (laughs) We talked all that shit and he's looking pretty good now. Everybody's like, yeah, he... Because I remember they trashed him. They like yeah. they did not like him on the left, and now on the left they're like, you know what? We were wrong. <laughs> he it's was not that weird. bad. He's talking out against Trump now, where it's like he's going left, mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. But then you got other lefts like uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's not considered right mm-hmm. because she won't play the game in the left. Like it's yeah, it's weird. But Chuck Norris, my favorite one was Chuck Norris. Uh, what is it? He killed two stones with one bird. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, like, and I was, uh, I was reading them in, um, in a, a restaurant like a few months ago. I'm crying, yeah, absolutely crying, and wow. everyone's like, Blake's fucking lost it. It's funny. It's Chuck Norris quotes are funny, and and you know, President Bush quotes are funny too. I mean, he just both of them, they, they just say the most funniest things. And there the memes has to be are a hilarious. Biden quote one now. Like there has oh, they to be should a come up with one. Know the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know it's like. One person is like, how can you count on one person to be like the end all be all yeah. of everything? We just, all we need is someone who knows how to speak mm-hmm. intelligently. And, yeah, and not like one thing I did like about Trump, which is like, for example, he was honest in some things. Now, I'm not saying everything, but there yeah. were some things where it was like, I remember they were talking about. Some some guy in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. who he's he's known for real bad shit. Mm-hmm. And Obama visited him a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Then it was a conversation around election time for Biden and Trump. Mm-hmm. And they asked Trump and he goes, yeah, look, it's just, it's bad for business. Yeah. Which is not what you want to hear. Yeah. But it's also true. Yeah. As much as I hate it mm-hmm. and I think it's very wrong morally. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you know, if we do something about this, it's going to be bad for business. Yeah. Whereas then you got Biden and Biden's like, yes, I will do this when I'm in president. And then mm-hmm. he gets in president. Now he's shaking hands with him within the first week of being president. Right. 
It's all like the political. That, that was a nice thing that I think that people really liked about Trump was that like he was going against the grain in a lot of ways yeah. in terms of like the political, like what you should and shouldn't do politically. I mean, I'm sure that on the right and the left, people's hair was on fire for all those four years. You know, like mm -hmm. there is not a Republican who can look me straight in the face from from that administration and be like, yeah, we weren't shitting our pants all the time because he was saying crazy shit. I know that that's got to be true. Um, and on both sides. So it's it's like, I did like that, that he was, but at some point there was like no, it's like you have to play the game, right? Yeah. But I hate that there is a game, but it is a game. There's well, it this... proved that we'd rather be lied to. Mm-hmm. And again, like he was, I don't know, he, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's the first president that had a Twitter. Yeah. Like a real Twitter following, not like the you know, POTUS. Yeah, he was POTUS. popular before. Mm. Nobody knew of Obama until he started running. Like, no, he came out of left field. He was like, yeah. a, was he? Was he? Was he even like a congressman or a? He was like, he was out of nowhere. He was out of nowhere. Left totally. But left he was wheel. young. He was fit. Yeah. The best. The best uh, Trump quote though was when someone was asking him about one of the Hugh Hefner playmates, <laughs> and his response is safe to say she's no longer a ten. <laughs> But people got so angry like about it. I'm like, why? Like it's funny. Yeah. Like I agree. The president probably shouldn't say that. That's really not, you know. But yeah. also kind of funny. Yeah. Like you know? say that to your buddies Which later. Is weird, and... Biden would do like I mean sorry not Biden. Uh, Obama would get on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. He would do the mic drop thing. Mm -hmm. Like he made he, one guy that when when Trump was running for president, everyone was like, there's no way he's getting it. Mm -hmm. My mate called it real early going, he'll get it because Obama is the first president to popularize being a president by SNL, mic drop, yes. like doing pop culture stuff. Uh, yes. But it's funny, as soon as we get Trump in doing that stuff, mm -hmm. the same group that loved the fact that it was Obama yeah. and the same group that hated that Obama did that, yeah. all of a sudden their ideologies flip because their guy was in or not in yeah. office. They're like, this, this is great. That's this is what we were talking about before. It's, it's, it's on the, that's on the right side now. So now yeah. that's on the side of good. I think we make it good versus evil. Have you noticed that? It's oh, like, very much. It's the other side in us. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, oh, well, it's good versus evil and I'm good and that's evil and so I can do whatever I want and I can do the thing and I can talk shit when they're doing something that and then when we're doing it, you know, it's totally fine. I just... Yeah. It's like, that's why it's so Or it's important. at least it's not blank. That's, at least that's a common one. Yeah, at least it's not. Yeah, mm. I hear that too. I'm like, I don't, like, everybody is so stressed out. Stress is like the number one thing that I see with every single person that walks. Everyone I talk to, they're all stressed out. Their stress level is super high. Whether it's post-COVID stress, whether it's work stress because we're getting back to it, whether it's what's going on in the economy, whether it's it's stress, 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 mm -hmm. stress is so, so high. And it's going to kill you. Stress will kill you. Yeah. You could eat and be super healthy and work out all the time. Do you know how many people I've heard of 40 years old, 45 years old, working out, running, falls, has a heart attack. People really? I know dies, has a heart attack. Why? Why would he have a heart attack at that age? He eats well. He works out. What is the common denominator here? It's stress because stress creates inflammation. Inflammation mm. creates chronic disease. Chronic disease creates all this illness. So it's like we're all stressed out. And if we would just just chill the fuck out. <laughs> First thing is getting off the internet. 
or off the news, I think at least. Yeah, like I said, just watch less of it. You don't know how much that consumption is like affecting you. Mm. Well, I challenged, I challenged um, someone I know. I was like, just do one month, no news. Mm -hmm. Just see how it is. Mm -hmm. And they can't do it. I was like, just because you see it, like it translates in the communicate, like the conversations you have. And like, not like a conversation with this where it's like, yeah, like life's fucked. It is what it is. It's Mm -hmm. like, there's this underlying anger behind Mm -hmm. it. Like, do you know what this person or like, this is the problem. You're like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? And And it sounds like we're like kind of like, it sounds like we're saying, oh, just give up and just do whatever. And it's not, we're not saying that either, but it's like, why get yourself so worked up? Why? Why stress yourself out over things that are like really beyond your control? And just because you and your friends are pissed about it doesn't mean anything is going to happen differently. Nothing can really, that's not really going to affect a huge change. But I mean, I just, I stress, man, stress will kill you. It will give you a heart attack. It will cause brain damage. I mean, it will do so much to you. I had a teacher in school that was like, uh, one of my professors who was like, no matter what you do, if, if they're in a state of chronic stress, you'll never, ever, no matter how many herbs or food or exercise, no matter what you throw at them, the problem will be there. So you have to address the stress first. So I talk about that with people too. And like, okay, what are you doing? What are you doing to regulate stress? What do you mean? What, am I doing? Yeah, what do you mean? Are you working out? Are you well, meditating? Are you going for walks? We live by the beach. What are you doing? What are you mm. doing to help yourself? And, and it's internal. Not- like that's um that was one lesson. So I was listening to Antonio Robbins yesterday Mm -hmm. and his thing was like what's the one thing that people stress over what they can change or what they can't Mm -hmm. statistically it's what they can't Mm -hmm. uh what i focus on most past present or future most is the past Mm -hmm. um what do they blame what do they focus on the most inside themselves or outside themselves Mm -hmm. usually outside themselves Mm -hmm. and i learned that lesson really young with someone real close with me because they would you know, they go to the hospital, they go to the doctor and be like, you have a stress issue. And they'd come back and they'd be like, all right, doctor says I have stress. You have to do this. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. You ha-. And I noticed there's a the dogs again. They're back in. <laughs> um, that's when I noticed probably at 12 to 15, I noticed consciously, but didn't change it for like probably 10 years or start changing it 10 years later. I was like, I just don't feel like that is how it, goes Mm -mm. you know like you have to do your like yes the environment affects it yes but if you're just there without taking the responsibility on yourself yes which is fucking hard by the way yes super hard requires a lot of breaking down that ego Mm -hmm. the you can't change anything no and it's uh again like um when i had that weird experience with jasper that i still can't explain Mm -hmm. did i tell you about that one no Oh, okay. Story time. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's like I actually got a tattoo for it, like on my arm of Jasper. Yeah. Because so during COVID 2020, mm-hmm. like really in the thick of it, maybe like um, third quarter of, of the year of 2020, um, I was going through a lot of shit with my family mm-hmm. and couldn't really see eye to eye with them no matter what I did to the right. point where like my, I had a psychologist to be like, look, I just need to vent it to someone. So I'm not constantly like everyone I'd speak to because of the pain, like internal, I just vent to everyone. Yeah. You wanted to get it out in some yeah. way. And I knew that that wasn't good. Cause like right. who wants to be around that guy? Mm-hmm. So I needed someone else to vent who would navigate it. Um, and he was like, 
try this. I'm like, I do that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, try that, try that. And like, I tried everything. It was mm-hmm. just not possible. Um, Stacy came across this paper, like a CIA paper called um, The Gateway Process mm-hmm. from 1986. And to make a long story short, what it was was this theory, and it's the theory that kind of connects with me the most now, which is there's two dimensions um, and I'm not saying this is fact for anyone listening. It was more just, this is, this kind of makes a bit of sense for me where I was like, you got one dimension, which is the one we're in right now when we're awake. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you, you're limited by where you physically can go mm-hmm. and time. Yeah. You can't manipulate time. You can perceive time differently. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're stressed out, time speeds up. Mm-hmm. If you're chilled or like it's a good conversation, mm-hmm. sorry, if you're chilled, it's, it's time goes real fast. Mm-hmm. If you're bored. Time goes real slow. Yeah, right. Like the clock doesn't change, but your perception of it does. Yeah. That's one. And I think it's the left side of your, sorry, the right side of your brain mm-hmm. computes that and pulls it in. Then you've got the left side of your brain and that is more activated when the right side turns off when you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're asleep, like there's no limitation of time. Like yeah. you wake up, you're like, oh, fuck, I was asleep. Like I thought I was living this yeah, week or eight two weeks. hours goes by like that in a dream, right? Mm. It's like, oh, it's over. But you can also live like a week in a yes. dream. And you're like, what? Or and also you can jump to and from. Like again, space isn't a isn't an issue. Yeah. So they called that the absolute mm-hmm. in this um doc in this uh CIA paper. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when you go to sleep, your brain waves drop to theta, mm-hmm. and when you're awake, they're in beta. Right. Which is why I won't go anywhere near. Uh, Bluetooth headphones. Mm-hmm. I've got a theory that I'm like, that can't be good having, like if, if your brain is affected by that, I don't like the idea of them going through. It's I'll very smart. A cable. It's very smart. Um, so their theory with this thing was that it's similar to lucid dreaming in a way mm-hmm. where you you try and hemi-sync. So you, you sync up your hemispheres mm, so that you yes. can consciously be in your dream. I feel like we have talked about this Probably. in some way. In the hemispheres. Now it's like starting Maybe. to come together. Um, so in that, what happens is you listen to two different sounds in your ears, yes. 104, 100, and it, your brain gets the difference. It brings your brain waves down to alpha, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know beta and theta is great. I can't remember the middle, but I think it's alpha. Mm-hmm. So you kind of start accessing the absolute. And what happens is when then you can start like bouncing to other people's dreams and accessing other things. Like they did in, tests. Uh, with that movie. What's that movie? With Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Inception? Inception. (laughs) We're getting into Inception here. We're getting into that. But I've heard other stories like rabbis doing this shit. I'm like, that's weird because they don't say it's hemi-sync. They're just talking about this experience. And I go, that matches up with the Mm. the paper. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was giving that a crack. I was like, you know, I was doing meditation a lot because I was really enjoying the extra time. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I had one time... Like, you know, when your body's real shaking and it's like, you're real angry at everything. You can yes. feel it in your body. Yeah. I, was, I was super angry because I wanted to resolve this and I tried everything mm-hmm. and I just, I, I was at a loss. I was like, I don't know what else to do. Right. Uh, when I was doing this hemi-sync, all of a sudden this like blue aura comes mm-hmm. over my head and mm-hmm. like, it, like close eyes, just this blue being comes over. I don't see anything other than just this blue light mm-hmm. and the feeling in my body gone. Wow. And from there, it was weird because all of a sudden everything made sense. 
where I was like, all right, I know what I can, can't, and won't do. Mm -hmm. I still use that saying to this day. I'm going to get a tattoo soon on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I know what I can, can't, and won't do. Right. Like, I'm not going to go crazy and light their house on fire. Right. I'm not going to do that. I know what I can do, and I've done everything. I've tried to communicate to these people, to my family. Yeah. But I I can't change how they feel. Right. I think I just need to stop trying. Right. But it just made sense all of a sudden. Even yeah. though I knew it consciously, it didn't sink in that like. You didn't feel it in your body. You only yes. felt it um, from a from a you know from your brain. You you had this idea of it, and then yes. this allowed you to feel it in your body. So you connected yeah. your body and your thoughts together, and that allowed you to feel what was really happening. Yeah, and it just sank in my body, and it was weird because I go, oh, thanks, Jasper. I'm like, who the fuck is Jasper? <laughs> who is Jasper? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's the name that came to you, right? It, like, but it was just, I didn't even think like, oh, this is a, th- a being. I was just like, thanks, Jasper. Uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> so from there, I was like, oh, a lot of things like really have shifted where it's like when there's stressful things and yeah, like the mandating of the vaccine thing, I kept falling into getting angry and yelling out to the ether mm-hmm. until my friend Jay from Australia was like, dude, there's no point spinning your wheels. I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And that's why I do one week every month without Instagram entirely, mm-hmm. just to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, it's like knowing that moment what I can, can't and won't do. Mm-hmm. And that hemi-sync experience, like, gave me that life lesson. I can't explain it. Yeah. I always just go, like, I'm not going to be like, this is the new salvation. Yeah, yeah. But the the that ideology of, like, the absolute and then this, I'm like, that makes sense. And why you have to go each time, in a nutshell, what it was saying, too, is, like, your conscious, unconscious being is always circulating between those two. Mm-hmm. So when you go to sleep, it's like it touches base with the absolute. Mm-hmm comes back down and it's in a way it's like a a computer in a way like you need to recharge each time and when you die it's like your whatever it is goes back to the absolute and then comes back in a different um Mm -hmm. meat body yeah you could call it (laughs) packaging yeah to like (laughs) to, to continue furthering on some things it's trying to figure out right um which was Again, it's like that's the only thing that's really connected with me. Mm-hmm. I love the Bible. Don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything about the Bible, which is weird. Yeah. For a non-religious person. Well, you connect <laughs> with it. There's a lot of historical things in there that you might probably connect with in some yes. way. That's like, oh, I connect with that. There's something yeah. in there that's like really that you've found a connection with. But you've had like a kind of a spiritual experience with this or yeah, it, it, or we don't even have to label it as a spiritual experience. We could just say you had this like transformative Mm. experience that allowed you to see things in a new way but that's kind of like how you were able to see things is what i tell my patients i'm like i know that you that this seems like the biggest thing ever but Mm. and this thing's like it's like you you can't get over it but it's it's not (laughs) it's not i'm here to tell you like this is affecting the rest of your life but it's it's really cool that you found this way to sync both of these hemispheres in a way with sound, which mm. I've been playing around with sound frequencies too. I got tuning forks. Did I tell you this? No. So I've got, I got tuning forks uh-huh. and each tuning fork has like a different sound frequency. Oh, so similar theory to like the bowls that they. Similar theory to the uh-huh. bowls that sound and frequency can, it's, it's, it's all kind of like related to what you're talking about. Cause you have to get to a certain frequency of sound to make those hemispheres match. Right. So there's, 
there's something else to it. And I don't really know the science specifically behind frequencies, but I'm I'm kind of getting into it. Same thing with the Bluetooth. I don't want to have the Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. You ever, like, I had a Bluetooth for a little while and my ear would get hot. Like, oh, when yeah. you were using it, I'm like, this is bad. And then I got one of those, like, EMF readers. Mm-hmm. Those, like, and it was, like, lit up on the cell phone, on the, like, anything that was, like, this Wi-Fi signal. It was, like, hugely lit up. So I, I didn't want to do that. But, yeah, I, I, I think that there's something to that where this sound frequencies are very healing for the body. They're very restorative. Plus the fact that, like, you, that, that this all happens in, while you're dreaming, right? While in the dream state. That's, and in, in when you're dreaming or when you're asleep is the only time that your body's really healing and recuperating, right? Your recovery always happens at night yeah. while you're in asleep. So it's interesting that both of those things are happening simultaneously. Like you are recovering physically and it's also an ability for you to recover emotionally too in, in dream state. So I think there's, there's like a whole, that's a whole other, like we could talk for like hours on that about like what it is, but I have been messing around with tuning forks and like trying to figure out, like I have this like book that I bought on them and trying to figure out which frequencies are more healing and, just for me, not for anybody else really, but just to kind of get into a little bit more of like learning about what, because it's all like energy. Even our bodies, we've talked about this, how much of our bodies is, how much of an of a cell or an atom is, is, is energy? How much of it's empty yeah. in the There's atoms? There's more empty space in the universe than occupied. Right. Which so is weird. <laughs> so it's like, holy crap, if that's true, then, then this is like all just energy. Just like mm. all of this energy and energy is affected by sound waves and by vibration and by frequency. And so like there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of science that they're trying to start to look into with like frequencies and how specific frequencies can be healing for vision, for exhaustion, for like the body itself. So even without like you still should make lifestyle changes, right? You still should be eating better and doing that in exercising and sleeping and drinking water. These are like basics, get sunshine, laugh. But um, it's interesting. I, I wonder in 10 years or 15 years, what, what we'll be doing with frequencies in order yeah. to heal the body. Like, well, I that's my that's... theory with meditation. It's like exercise 20 years ago. It was like, weirdo. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder about meditation because you hear a lot of, super successful people talking openly about it now Mm -hmm. but i do wonder in like 15 years is it going to be like oh yeah you meditate like kevin hart's daughter in his book he talks about like she goes and meditates now and she's like anywhere between 10 to 15 years old Mm -hmm. he's like what the fuck yeah (laughs) yeah but it's who knows it i think as well my theory with um or my belief with exercise sorry uh meditation is very similar to exercise Mm mm-hmm I think people use meditation as an escape, which is dangerous, mm-hmm. versus how I use it is unpe- like unpeeling all those layers yes. to be like, so if I'm angry at something, it's like that ability to remove all distractions so it's only my brain mm-hmm. by closing my eyes, not having music, nothing, mm-hmm. like, and being left alone with your thoughts mm-hmm. and being like, okay, this thing's annoying me. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm not trying to control everything, anything. It's just like, let your brain flow wherever it goes. Right. Um, I sometimes will do the whole, like, you know, focus on something to practice focus. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's been really good for meditation for me is that, that limitless exploration to figure out things underneath. Like, yeah. all right, I'm, I'm angry at Stace. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, it's not even because of Stace. Right. It's because of this thing of 
I'm on the other side of the world trying to start my own business, mm -hmm. simultaneously doing all these other things and my frustration's coming out onto her. Right. It's like quiet contemplation. Yeah. It's like the art of just being quiet and not having a podcast on or a music on or the TV on or like or an email to, you know, like just like quiet contemplation allows your mind to be flow freely. Mm. I think a lot of people have trouble. I ask every one of my patients to meditate. Every single one, I'm like, I need you to meditate. And they're like, it's so hard. And I'm, I think of it like it's exercise. exercise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think of it as exercise. I'm like, the part where you're like, in the middle of meditation and you start thinking about your laundry, you know, like mm. I'm breathing. Wait, shit. Did I, did I put that laundry in the dryer? So instead of being like, oh, I'm terrible at meditating. I don't know why I'm doing this because every time I try to meditate, I'm literally thinking about other things. Instead of doing that anymore, I put that thought on a cloud or I, I ask it to gently go away or I thank it. I, I'm like, oh, oh you're so polite in your meditation. I am very polite. I'm very <laughs> gentle with myself. I'm like, oh, I, I will remember that. Thank you so much for reminding me. And once I do that, I sort of like, it's like, oh, oh okay, she she doesn't need that anymore. The brain's like, I guess she doesn't need us to be on top of her. Mm. So it's like the practice of going out of meditation and coming back in is the point. Yeah. Like you should be thinking about other things and then come back to your meditation. And in that practice, you you train your brain to stay in one place and consistently focus on just being present and in the moment. Or you do quiet contemplation like you talked about. I love that. Have you ever been in a car ride by yourself? No music, just quiet. Yeah. And the hours just like fly by because you're in quiet contemplation. Maybe you don't have a problem. Maybe you're just like, just like letting your brain kind of like float around into different places. I love, that's like one of my favorite things to do is just be in a car by myself. I could drive like 10 hours <laughs> and I would have no problem because I would just love to be in this like quietness of like not having to like do something, think about something, write something, put something together, plan yeah. something. It's just like, oh, I can just freely let my brain just go wherever it needs to go. But I love, I love the quiet contemplation to like let the problems simmer yeah. and then just, or leave it and then come back to it again and just like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's why I was upset or this is what's going on with me. But it is a, it is an exercise. You have to train your brain to be that way. And if mm -hmm. you don't exercise and you don't pick up weights and then you pick them up the first time, what do you say? This is hard. This is hard. These two pounds are heavy. <laughs> These, this is really, really hard. Or I'm sore or that didn't really work. Or I felt people feel like they're a failure. This is what, and you've probably seen this in people who work out and then they quit. That mm -hmm. whole feeling of like, I don't want to feel like a failure. So I don't want to sign up for something that I really don't yes. think I can stick to. Quit before you can. Quit before you, yeah, quit before you quit, basically. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, that's like really like a, a really bad way of thinking of things because then you're never going to really do the yeah. things that you could or should or would want to do because you can't get there because you have this limiting belief about what's possible. I'm like, so you ate, so you were on your protocol and you ate like shit, you know, you, you made a mistake and people think that I'm going to like come down on them hard. I'm like, no, I want you to just accept and forgive yourself for doing that and let it go. Mm. They're like, what? <laughs> Well, it's All that thing, it's, it's getting made. stuck in that past as well. Like, oh, I could have, or I should have, or I failed this yes. micro failure. It's like, again, it's like now from in the past, I can't change shit. Mm -hmm. So I can focus on that. That's, I wonder why people hide from failure because, mm. I mean, I like, I've been guilty of it in the past too. One thing I found real good for me is I tell people a lot. So like, uh, like when I was doing your videos, for example, mm -hmm. there's a 10 day guarantee. Mm -hmm. 
that's more for me than the customer. Yeah. Obviously, it makes the customer feel better. Yeah. But if I go to you, hey, I will guarantee you get bump, bump, bump in 10 days, 10 mm-hmm. business days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, now I've got to do it. You know? And it, <laughs> yes. it forces me to get the thing accomplished. Yeah. Um, which, again, stops me from frustrating a client. Right. Um, same as like my, I don't know if you saw on my social media, I got this six-month dad bod challenge. Mm-hmm. It was when, it was like two months, two weeks before Sienna was born. Uh-huh. And I was like, it was like one of those photos in the mirror. I was like, my health is real important to me. Yeah. Um, I remember. the. I remember. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, this is really important to me. And also I'm doing it for my daughter mm-hmm. because I never want to be physically limited. Mm-hmm. Um and miss out on some opportunities. Like, well, I'm going to miss out on opportunities because of responsibilities, right. not because of physicality. Right. And I had one friend of mine who has kids and he goes, yeah, let me know how that is six months in. <laughs> he didn't mean that in a malicious way, but yeah. I was like, awesome. Now I'm making it a public challenge. And he's like, you know, I, d- I didn't mean like three months in. He's like, I didn't mean anything by it. I'm like, I know, <laughs> but I'm making it into something and I'm not yeah. naming and shaming who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because it's like I train seven days a week now instead mm-hmm. of four. Mm-hmm. I eat healthier than I ever did. I um, This actually we can t- chat about to finally get to your business. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's weird because I've noticed I started cutting out. Uh, I don't eat until midday. Mm-hmm. That seems to have cleared up my psoriasis. Yes. A fair Actually, your skin looks great. I was going to tell you. Hydration and, uh, and not having carbs before I'm not dinner. seeing any like flaky. That has not been. Sometimes here. Yeah, but it's much less. Yes. Since like, since I've known you. You should have seen Australia. Yeah. Sometimes they're real bad. Yeah. But um, I think there's also allergies. Like there's um like pollen's massive. Like hay fever is huge in Australia. Yeah. Not so much here, which is great. I mean, we have a little bit of pollen and it kind of, with the humidity, it kind of comes down, but it's so much less than in other yeah. places. It's like, this is a probably, and we talked about intermittent fasting and how good it can mm-hmm. be for, um, what is it? I had, a, I just re- recently had a patient um, who has um, rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. So you think psoriasis and you think arthritis and what do they have to do with each other? They are both inflammatory conditions. Yeah. It's just that one inflammation is seen on your face and another inflammation is you feel it in the in the joints. So they, they actually arthritis and psoriasis are very closely related in terms of like mechanically what they do. Interesting. It's just that your body has this disposition for skin and this other person's body has a disposition for it being in the in the joints of the body. Um and so we were talking about, you know, would you be up for intermittent fasting? Because it's really there's a lot of studies that show that for RA and and for inflammatory conditions, intermittent fasting really reduces the cytokines that are created in the body when you eat foods. Um, and so yeah, and she's noticed some really great results. But it's that's kind of the science behind it that mm-hmm. there is a relation with inflammation when it comes to psoriasis and when it comes to arthritis and how it affects. The body, everybody's just different. So everybody's yeah. got inflammation kind of showing up in different ways. But anything on the skin, I usually look, is it inflammation or is there something going on in the gut? You eat well, you exercise. There's nothing going on really that I can see in the gut that could be an issue. So it's got to be the inf- that there's this inflammatory response, probably genetic or maybe not. You know, everybody's different. But um, but I did see, notice the improvement. And I love mm. that you're doing the intermittent fasting because I think it's just, I mean, I... I'll fast three days every quarter, like just like three days in a row. 
I've done two. That was tough. Now I didn't totally like fast, fast where I was just drinking water. I just juice fast. Mm. And I've juice fasted up to like six days. But that was like so hard that I was like, you know what? I can do three days every quarter. I'll just do it. And so I do a, a detox every single beginning of the quarter. You, I know we talked about this before. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned it before. And I just feel so good on those three days, especially if I meditate while mm -hmm. I'm doing it. If I meditate three times a day while I'm fasting, holy crap. <laughs> like I got to day three and I didn't even care. I was like, oh, I could do this for three more days. Like mm -hmm. it was fine. If I don't meditate, if I'm not like synced up, oh, I'm, I'm, think, I'm hungry on day one. Yeah. But I wasn't even, I was, I remember walking the dog being like, oh shit, it's day three. I can eat tomorrow. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> exciting for me. So it's so healthy for you. But I will say, I will add the caveat here because people listening, fasting isn't for everybody. Yeah. So um, intermittent fasting is wonderful, but you really, you can't just say one size fits all. I got somebody that, you know, tried to fast and then he didn't do it correctly, wasn't really doing it the way he should, wasn't hydrated, which I know you're That's doing. That's a big thing. Passed out, knocked his head out, had surgery, had to go to the emergency room Sheesh. because he was trying to fast. And then I, you know, I, I, there's other people with like diabetes and like blood sugar con issues, which is like fasting for you would be really hard, especially people on an insulin pump or things mm -hmm. like that. So, um, but yeah, you talked about the ketosis that happens in the body. Um, I just think it's just so healthy for you to, to, to do that maybe on occasion um not for everybody but like you doing it every day is going to have a big effect you that's know? funny because i used to be so against it really <clears throat> well because you wanted to make sure you were getting protein throughout the day or i think it's more the culture that comes behind it mm -hmm. it feels a bit it feels a bit culty <laughs> you know? as soon as something feels cult-like i'm usually like all right fuck. like same as keto i don't like anything like those keto drinks my thing is if you're forcing your body into ketosis, that can't be a good thing. Exactly. My, but what I have noticed, um, I don't typically have any carbs for lunch anymore, like real minimum. Mm -hmm. Like two days ago, I had a burrito, needed a nap mm -hmm. at lunch right. slash breakfast. But then yesterday, I just had steak and I've started upping my red meat intake mm -hmm. big time. Mm -hmm. Um for other reasons, like for the reasons to do with like, I've kind of steered off chicken because chicken apparently is real rich in omega-6 fatty mm -hmm. acids, which isn't good for you apparently. Mm -hmm. So that was a bummer to hear that. But God, I stick with the omega-9. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From fish. So yeah, so I'm kind of sticking to fish and red meat now. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously being married to a vegan. Yeah. At least it's like, I'm not just doing it because I'm like, it's great. I'm yeah. like, no, I need, a, I need to, like everything comes down to health. Yeah. And for me with that, I'm like, especially I've eaten, I used to only even have red meat like once every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And, but I did notice I felt better after having it. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's like, I'm trying to, I'm always trying to remove my biases. Right. Because got to be aware of that. Um, but I have been just mostly having minimal carbs during mm -hmm. the day, way more alert. Like the alertness is nuts. I have fruit. Yeah. Um, not a big fan of fruit juices. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, I just love to have the food. Yeah. The um, the carbs will make you so, especially if you mix carb and animal protein. 
Mm. It's just like roll up, roll out a cot and take a nap because it's just hard to break that down in the stomach. Why the combination of of um, animal like, protein and carbs? The animal protein and like like pasta, right? And you ever sat down and have like a big bowl of pasta or you had a steak and potatoes? Oh, yeah. Steak and potatoes, it's like everybody talks about that. It's when those two combine in the body, in the digest, in the stomach, the proteins are really, really hard to break down together. Separately, mm -hmm. the body is able to handle it, no problem. But it, it causes like a, lot, a high need for enzymes, pancreatic enzymes, digestive enzymes, enzymes from the liver, gallbladder. And so what ends up happening is it can't digest it in what is a sufficient or what should be a sufficient amount of time. So it stays because the body's so smart it stays in the stomach longer and it sits there longer and it causes you to, it says, okay, well, we can't move on to the small intestine because this is not fully broken down. So we have to stay longer. So more enzymes from the liver, from the pancreas, from the gallbladder, from the stomach. And so it sits in there longer and everybody's had this experience where you feel like, oh, it's just sitting there. It's true. It Carb is, coma. <laughs> it is sitting there because it's having a hard time breaking down the molecules and turning it from a solid to a liquid. So if you split those up and just have protein and a vegetable, no problem. If you just have even a starch and a vegetable, no problem. But when you do a pro animal protein and a vegetable, that just the body is just not able to break it down. And so then you have extreme exhaustion because if you think yeah. about it, you spend 50% of your energy digesting food. So if you do things like intermittent fast, you are, your energies, anybody who's fasted knows that their energy is like, I can do anything, right? Because you're just, you have all this energy because you're not using it to digest. Um, but when you do that with the protein and the carb together, it's just like exhaustion. Yeah. Pancreas, liver, gallbladder, stomach, all, all of your like organs are working to help you digest extra long so of course you're going to be like i'm so tired <laughs> i just need to take a nap i'm like well it's definitely what you ate of course everybody yeah. knows that like you know it if you ate something and then you tired the the yeah the one plus one equals two here you know we know <laughs> it's what you ate but it's like the combination so i talk to people a lot about like who are trying to lose weight or trying to stay i'm like well just think about like food combining a little bit more mix your protein with a vegetable or mix your uh, starch with a vegetable, but don't put your proteins and your starches together because it's just going to cause major problems with digestion. And then that means that it digests more slowly, which means that you're more tired, you won't work out. But then also down the line, it also holds on more fat in the body too. So yeah. it's easier to lose weight if you food combine properly. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I meant when I said when we were talking about ketosis. But I don't really love the keto diet. Yeah. I don't like what's it. what's about the kit because I'm just, on the same page, but what's it's long term. It will affect the liver. So like if you were like if you came and you were like I'm 350 pounds and I'm sick and I have heart disease, I'd be like get on the keto diet and lose lose mm. lots of weight really quickly because they have it to lose because they have it to lose. But and they need it. It's like it's almost like it's sort of like a triage situation. Like what's better? But all of that long term keep like that long-term um diet will affect the liver and the gallbladder pretty pretty intensely so that's why i'm like if you need it because you're really heavy do it if you don't like do it the regular way because you're the liver is the only organ in the body that self-regenerates because it is so important it's so so important that the body was like oh we better make sure this this organ can do more and can heal itself so um it just, it's involved in everything. People don't realize how, they think, oh, it's alcohol. 
but it's involved in the food. It's involved in alcohol. Apparently, sugary drinks as well. There's been a huge spike of, um, gosh, what is it? Uh, liver disease mm-hmm. in the last decade mm-hmm. because of sugary drinks. Yeah. Because sugar, you know, you process all of that through the liver. Everything gets processed. Everything you put in your mouth, the liver is processing it. Um, which is interesting too, you know, when you think about like each organ system in traditional Chinese medicine has a emotion tied to it. What do you think the liver's emotion is? What would you think? Happiness. Anger. Anger. Anger and resentment is where you hold that in the liver. Because think about the liver as like this like holding place for all your shit, you know? Like, so you eat something bad, the liver processes it twice. First phase is when it's trying to help you process and digest. And second, when it comes back through the bloodstream. And then if it can't process it, it stores it. It's like, okay, well, we can't do anything with this. We have to, this this molecule that we have that's really not good for us. What are we going to do? Well, we don't have, we're, we're too sick to process this. So let's just save it away. In comes fatty liver disease and dysfunction of the liver. And you'll see that in like lab works on, if anybody's like AST, ALT, those are like your numbers that you can be looking at on labs that will tell you a little bit of what's going on in the liver. Um, but yeah, it's, it's those sugary drinks are just, I mean, not to mention that they put on the pounds, right? But yeah, they're bad. They're really hurt, hurting your liver long term. But so are a lot of things, you know, a lot of things hurt your liver long term. It just can only hold so much. So when you think about like a place where you hold shit and you, and it builds up, you know, anger, you know, anger for all of that stuff. So, um, so whenever I'm angry, I'll rub my liver. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to rub this liver and take some deep breaths. I'm going to go meditate and I'll just rub your liver's on your right side under your right breast. Just if anybody's listening, <laughs> that's where it's at. Okay, I need boobs. <laughs> Higher. 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 There you go. There. That's my ribs. Yeah, like right there behind your ribs. Okay. So like right, right. So like. Ah, uh, go right. like that. So and kind of like if you put your hand you're there. cupping your boob basically. Yeah, basically. It's kind of like. Cup your boob. Yeah, cup your boob, but kind of, and it and it starts kind of under there and then it kind of moves to the side and then your, your gallbladder is tucked behind it. So if anyone's um, listening to this and not watching it, it's you're cupping your boob and like pushing inwards on your rib mm-hmm. basically. That's where it's at. Yep. So it's on the side and then a little bit under. And okay. it kind of touches too with your, kind of touches a little bit with your stomach too, but not not totally, but they're, they're partners, you know, in the mm. process of digestion. Your pancreas too, um, but it's all kind of right there. So yeah, I'll rub it when I'm angry. <laughs> like, okay, feel better. It feels better? <laughs> it does kind of help. Or I'll rub it when the kids are angry too. I'm like, I'm going to give you a little massage. <laughs> I'm not like, this is because the liver is... But I'm like, kind of just try and feel if you can let that go, that argument go. And I feel like it helps me to just visualize that I'm like releasing it from that organ and not holding on to it. Because then that, that creates other problems. That's why like organs and emotions go together. Why, do, why, do, why are women dying of heart disease? Well, we have a lot of women that are divorced, broken hearts. You know, mm-hmm. you have a lot. Of, so, so many women are dying of this. I'm like, oh, well, that's what's going on in the heart. But men are dying of heart disease too. So we have a lot of like broken hearted people, you know. And so if you kind of relate that too, like with what organ, what emotion goes with it, it's 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 kind of helpful and for people to visualize that. Like, oh, that's why I have like chest constriction when, you know, I feel like, my spouse and I are having troubles or something. I feel it in my chest mm. more like that tightness. When you have a fight, when you have an argument, you feel that tightness in uh-huh. your chest. That's all related. That emotion, it just sits there in the, 
in the center. That's why the heart is related to love. Why do we, where did this come from? Love. Why is the heart equal love in, you know, everybody knows that you draw, you draw a heart. That means love. Where did this come from? Well, that's because that emotion, that, that sort of loving emotion is sitting there in that center area of the body. I think it has to do too with the chakras too, the center chakras too, that are, are there too. But, um, thinking about that with, with anger, with emotions and, and, you know, whether or not you're going to do intermittent fasting or not, um, you know, talking about taking care of the liver is super, super yeah. important. That's why I wouldn't do keto long-term, but if you needed to, I would say go for it. If you needed so to in that weight. example, would you like, at what point, like say someone was like 250 pounds mm-hmm. and they should be down at like 190. Right. You would get them into ketosis uh, on a keto diet until they were like two hundred, right? And then sort of go, all right, now just let's let's add stop some carbs. Let's let's stop and let's start doing this like a more holistic. Like let's do this naturally because you could lose weight so quickly that way. Yeah, with with not when I when I'm working with patients who want to lose weight, it's some of them just do they follow the protocol to a T and they lose weight very. And you, you can lose weight that way, but I find that it's just easier for people to start with keto for a short time and then move over to like a, a what I would say is more my my holistic protocol that takes care of the liver and the gallbladder like it's it's keeping in mind that you you're going to lose weight but also not at the expense of your other organs right yeah. <laughs> like you can't Well that's the issue people like kind of they they forget like they look at just the external mm-hmm. and the external like it's a good indicator of how healthy you are but like we've had conversations before uh, friends and I they're like, oh, that guy's pretty healthy. I'm like, no, he's skinny. Mm-hmm. Two different things. So different. Guy needs more sunlight. He's he's skinny, but he's skinny soft. Mm-hmm. I hate the skinny fat. That's skinny soft. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, in like a push fight, dude's fallen over. Right. Uh, that's not really healthy. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely this misconception with the exterior. Oh yeah. Um, where it is a symbiotic relationship, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm always trying to always evaluating how i feel mm-hmm. you know like like when i had that burrito i was like man i'm tired yeah okay don't do the next don't do that tomorrow mm-hmm. and and test because i haven't felt that tired like one thing i have noticed i used to love two three p.m nap 20 minutes mm-hmm. like my religion mm-hmm. and then when i stopped eating carbs i was like oh i'm i'm buzzing until freaking 8 p.m yeah. when i have carbs and then i go I'll go to bed an hour later. Yeah. So it was interesting to feel that. Um, but I've also noticed if I exercise in the morning, which remember I'm doing seven days a week now, mm-hmm. and I used to be so against that, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm just in flow state now every morning and yeah. I love it. I don't need to eat until midday. Mm-hmm. If I don't eat, if I don't train in the morning, sorry. You need to eat. I'm hungry by nine o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, I really needed a snack or something, but I'm yeah. craving carbs. I'm not craving something healthy. Right. Whereas if I train, it's like, all right, it's it's weird. Like I don't want shit food. Yeah. Which is why I'm trying to do it. Like, you know what? It gets me out of bed. I've trained 6.30 till 8.30 in the yeah. morning. Back at nine o'clock, do some work for three hours, eat yeah. whatever. And then- You have a nice like- it's a balance you have a nice balance mm-hmm. and even though like at seven days a week that feels really good to you you like mm-hmm. you said you're in flow state you know right now i'm working out like two days a week which i don't feel bad for <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me don't judge me <laughs> um 
because it feels like right for me right now yeah. in this like phase of life i'm like oh yeah doing yoga on sundays and then doing a nice workout on saturdays feels like okay that feels very manageable to me and feels good so i mean like doing what feels right is is important with food too yeah like like people i'm like so you you talk about eating red meat because that's what you were craving that's how i try to tell people to eat i'm like eat intuitively like now you have to if you're craving chocolate maybe and, try it if not. you're craving like cocoa krispies or whatever or you have a sugar cravings or you have a candida overgrowth then your body is you can't you can't really you can't really trust what your body's telling you mm-hmm. but if you clean out your diet and you eat really well and you clean out all the processed foods and all the processed sugar then you can sort of eat intuitively and be like so i don't eat a lot of red meat um but there are times where i'm like my body's like uh, you need something eat that mm-hmm. and i have a hard time breaking down red meat for some reason so i'll take a digestive enzyme and i'm happy to go <laughs> not really it's fine i'm like okay i'm ready to go it's easy to easy for me or like i'll crave fish sometimes like everything is like a little different i try to make my diet very um like i'm not eating the same thing every day i find people yeah. like get into a routine and they eat the same thing every day i'm like you that's that's a really great way to get a food sensitivity mm-hmm. eat eat chicken eat um eggs every single day and believe it you will in like six months give yourself a sensitivity to chicken because your body's so smart it's like mm. hey we got enough of that nutrient you need to spread out the nutrients a little bit um so so rotating food rotation is important too and just eating different types of foods and eating foods that are in season there is a reason why you know in florida here we have there's a reason there's seasons there's a reason there's a reason why because you shouldn't really be eating all of these like why do we 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 should eat with the seasons we should eat more of the root vegetables in the fall in the winter time and more of the fruits in the spring and in the in the summertime because those are when naturally those foods have the most nutrients so when you take them in you get the most nutrients but we live in we know nowadays right yeah, you can it's get like, everything anytime anytime you want you want peaches you can get them anytime but like how nutritious are those at that time of year yeah based on you are what you eat eats so fruits and vegetables eat soil and water right that's how they get their nutrients so i'm like well let's try to eat this in season and or try as much as we can to eat things that are in season and i think about that a lot too because you get the fruit and you're like um it doesn't taste as good as it did mm. in j- j- strawberries. They don't taste as good in in like May as they did in January when mm-hmm. they were like just coming off the vine. And they don't taste as good too um, from the supermarket as they do from the farm. Why is that? Because you are what you eat eats. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever you're eating is eating, you're eating it too. So that's why eating organic is really the best way to feed your yeah, body. See, organic wasn't a thing in Australia. No, because I don't know. Like, there's the, the whole GMO conversation isn't a thing in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I guess uh, it's different. I mean, like, what's it, Monsanto or something mm-hmm. like that? There's this big problem with what they do mm-hmm. that either it just hasn't been enough people talking about it in Australia, or it isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't really. Like organic here is is wild. Like you definitely have to do it. Well, here, I mean, but I, I'll travel to like places like Spain. Yeah, it's not a thing. Uh, it's they not don't a need thing. To. They don't need to, right? Yeah. Their food is clean. They don't spray it with a bunch of shit. But we are like getting our food like so mass produced here. We're such a big country, um, and we get it from all over, and it's sprayed with all kinds of stuff, specifically glyphosate, which is Roundup. And where does that sit and live? It's in the liver. 
It's, Freaking liver. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the liver. It's just there. It's sitting there waiting, you know, like, how do I get rid of this? And then it comes out through the skin. And then I see people having skin problems too because they're trying to detoxify. So whenever I do a detox with somebody, I'm like, hey, just so you know, whatever breakouts you had before, you're about to really break out now. <laughs> like, uh, because when you detox, you have two pathways, either mm -hmm. a bowel movement or through your skin, right? That's it. And sometimes it's just easier for it to just come out through the skin. So a lot of people who are detoxing will get like, they won't feel good. They'll have like flu-like symptoms or even mm -hmm. a fever and they'll be like, I have a rash. Then they'll stop detoxing. I'm like, don't yeah, freak stop. Out. Don't freak out. That's why I'm like, I have a long conversation with them and then I'm calling them every day that they're detoxing. I'm like, how are you doing today? Oh, well, my rash went away. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I knew it would. And I usually tell them if they have skin conditions, this is going to get worse before it gets better and then it's yeah. going to get so much better and you're going to be like, wow. <laughs> you yeah. just have to get it out so yeah you really have to and it's that trickle down effect with everything when you need to leave by the way 10 we got 10 more 10 minutes all right <laughs> it's already been two hours <laughs> i told you this time goes fast um it's that trickle down effect too like i had a friend back in um australia she she's kind of like that person where it's like depression is eternal like that is my personality mm. Which is, it's it's so frustrating that that's a hot button topic because, again, they sort of, like, yes, there are a subset of people that have the inability to produce um, the chemical required to get out of depression. Mm -hmm. From my understanding with what I've heard, and don't quote me completely on this, but most psychologists and scientists that, uh, and that I've spoken to, they all say, like, yes, but no, there's a, the majority is it's a, they're unhappy with what's happening in their body environment and there's other factors it's not your identity mm -hmm. problem is the medical industry benefits from it's your identity because now you can buy our stuff yeah pay this pill yeah. it's okay that you're like this this is who you are don't feel bad about being who mm -hmm. you are just buy our product just buy our product when it's like it's so multi depression is multifaceted if yeah. you eat like crap you will be depressed. It's, mm. There's no doubt about it. If you eat crappy food, you're going to start to get depressed because we make serotonin in our gut, which is a neurotransmitter. I think we've talked mm. about this before. The neurotransmitter serotonin is made in the gut. So it's like, of course, if you had a traumatic experience, you know, things happen as children yeah. that are so fucking awful that I mm -hmm. hate it. I hate that these things happen to people when they were kids. But that can also, it's like that's the pillar on which you were, you grew up. And so that can cause depression and and you could have genetic predispositions to not making the amino acids serotonin or GABA or L-tryptophan like all of these like natural things like you talked about and there could be other things so it's like food your environment what's happened to you what you have going on genetically there's all this stuff going on and what does a pill do for depression it numbs you it numbs you so well, you don't have to feel it Tony Robbins was talking about in that podcast yesterday where he goes how many people do you know that are on antidepressants that are still depressed? Mm -hmm. And it's usually most, most of them. <laughs> most of them. So and I don't know why we cling to it so much because if it was working, I'd be like, all right, well, it's working. You know, it's working yeah. for you. Well, maybe you don't, maybe that the depression was lessened. I think it's an identity thing too. And it's also, you've got the people telling you mm -hmm. that this is who you are. And I've gotten so much backlash from this going like, what if what you said makes someone go take their life? And I'm like, I hope it doesn't. But like... Everyone's approach is different, mm -hmm. but for me, it was the tough words on myself where I was just like, because like 
there were people that probably, I think if I st- stood in a doctor's office, I'd be on the pills. Because mm-hmm. I went through a lot of like anxiety and this and that. But once I realized I'm like this is just a, a chemical reaction in my body, in my brain, telling me that there's something not in line, yeah. that I need to figure out what that is. Yeah. And I still go through it. Like, But that immense... Learning that emotional agility mm-hmm. is like, I mean, most of one of my first tattoos on here was like um, to do with that. Because yeah. I realized, again, that saying I love is if you've met a thousand assholes, mm-hmm. maybe you're the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd met a lot of assholes. And you're like, you oh, know? shit, is and, it me? Yeah. And but I, what I realized was it was my focus on myself mm-hmm. and my focus on me, me, me putting other people down like mm-hmm. that I put I got this tattoo when I was 24 which was like the equation of happiness which was it was an o over an s so mm-hmm. like division others over self mm-hmm. and then a plus to like always again I kind of realized at 24 my brain is a muscle just like like I go to the gym yep. all the time I get that but this is a muscle too yep and it's going to be hard as fuck like it's taken me how am I 8 years mm-hmm. to work out a lot of the kinks like mm-hmm. a lot and I've still got a way to go because yeah. now it's the next thing. But I realized, I was like, oh, because I'm so busy about how what I deserve, mm-hmm. I was miserable as fuck. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I've realized is when you're, and this is my other tattoo here, is never keep count. Mm-hmm. Whenever you keep count, you never keep count properly. Mm-hmm. I do one thing for you. I count that 10 times in my head. Mm-hmm. I, you do 10 things for me. I count that once. Yes, yes. And so by me not keeping count, I got happier. Yeah. Like, obviously, when it becomes like that, I've helped that person so much. Right. When there's an imbalance that you feel physically, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. that's too much. But, you know, and I'm not a basher of antidepressant medication because when I was, after I had my second daughter, I went through postpartum and mm. I they I went to my, um, my obstetrician and I was like, well, and I'll tell you this, and then this is super personal, but we're going to get into it because why not in the last 10 minutes? Why, why don't we go there? So I was like, I need, um, I don't want to have any more kids. I need um, some some birth control. Mm. And I was like, I want the most non-hormonal thing. You know, I want it to be easy. I got two kids. I'm young, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm in school. And um, she's like, I'm going to give you this shot. And I'm like, okay, I just want to make sure that there are no side effects to this, that everything's going to be fine. You know, I'm going to feel fine. So they gave me this shot. And in combination with what that the side effect of the shot was by the way depression massive amounts of depression and suicidal mm. thoughts which i did not read when i started and it's like a shot so it's like there's so no you asked her if there were side effects she said no, no but that was on the pamphlet but that was on the pamphlet but i'd already gotten the shot while i was in the office so then four weeks later i am like super depressed and my yeah. family's like we don't know what to do with you so i get on xanax i go back to her and what does she prescribe to me oh well let's put you on xanax because you have postpartum depression Yes. Did I have some postpartum depression? I think I did. Was some of this caused by this shot? Absolutely. Absolutely. Was it caused, was it like intensified by the fact that this shot, what the hormones were doing? So yeah, the Xanax got me through like the, a three month period where I was like very, very low. And then I just was like, okay, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> I started mm. to just meditate more and go for walks and take and drink more water and take care of my body and started to make my own serotonin. But um, but it got me through this like yeah. three-month patch. But I felt very numb. I felt not good and not bad, just nothing. Like mm. I was like, and for a little while to help me through, I was like, okay, this is okay. 
if knowing now what I know, if I could do it again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would do things a totally different way. But looking back, I'm happy with how everything went out because that experience I needed, what was important is I needed to have that experience. Yeah. I needed to get that shot and I needed to feel that depression and I needed to take that. All of that was important and it, and it hel- has all helped me to be more empathetic when someone sits in my office and they're like, I got three kids and I'm sad <laughs> and I should be really happy because I've been struggling with fertility for 10 years and I finally have everything I want. It, it makes me more like, okay, let me sit down. Let me really be empathetic to what this person is telling me because I've been in, not in the exact shoes, but like to feel that kind of depression, like I've been there. So I'm like, I know what that feels like to be like, I don't want to get out of bed. I just want to lay here, pull the covers over my head and hope to God this day just kind of blends into the next day. So, so I'm grateful for that experience as hard as it was and as terrible as it was. And I think back, I'm like, oh, that was so hard such a hard period of time and it lasted a while i wasn't i'm not gonna say like i got off the antidepressants and then i was like Mm. happy go lucky no it took me like another year to like work through that and feel that but i was finally feeling you know i wasn't feeling numb i was like okay well i'm gonna feel what i feel and that's just gonna be what it is so but it i'm grateful i'm grateful for that really hard time and it's really hard to you know it's easy to say that now but i think back and i'm like oh my Thank God I went through that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God I, I was in the bottom of the low because it, now, now I have this, I came out of it. And so so if I came out of it, you can come out of it too. Like everybody, no, I'm not special. <laughs> That's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, I'm not special, which means I don't have any magic powers, which means that if I did it, then you can do it too. That's what I love about health and wellness and stuff like that. There's nothing extraordinary you know some people are just really smart and they're special that way well when it comes to like taking care of your body you know you can just do the right things each day little by little and and you'll feel better but i do have a lot of compassion for people who are Mm. who are depressed because it's just hard to see past it's hard to have any like perspective you actually have no perspective you're imagine yourself in a hole Mm. (laughs) and all you see around you is darkness and that's all you see. You're like, oh, well, maybe at some there's a light like way, way, way far, but there's no rope in that hole. <laughs> and you maybe you think the the anxiety medication or the it's just, it helps a little bit. It's like a flashlight so that you have a little light while you're in your hole. <laughs> That's all it really does. It's actually doing the work is going to help you to climb out of it. And that process of doing that will, is important for people. Like it's important to have that happen so you can find your way out and once you found your way out you are so much stronger as a person right wouldn't you say that like your hardships were like your yeah. most aha moments like that moment you had when you were like trying to figure out with the family and then you kind of got you found it right and then you're like this is profound mm. this has changed me in a big way that's the funny thing now is like i guess and this is the tricky thing with young people versus like when you're in your 30s mm-hmm. it's like you haven't had enough hard times mm-hmm. to understand the best saying is like this too shall pass Mm -hmm. if times are great this will pass if times are bad this will pass that it's like i think once especially after moving to america and the craziness that whole story was Mm -hmm. now when shit starts going nuts i don't get angry Mm -hmm. i don't get annoyed i'm like this will pass you just got to figure it out Mm -hmm. but you can't you need to go through yes 
more like you don't want to go through too much adversity mm-hmm. um i think they the, uh, andrew huberman did a study he goes you want to achieve you want to achieve 85 percent of your goals mm-hmm. if you achieve 100 you don't learn anything if you achieve less you actually lose um motivation mm-hmm. but definitely like with the adversity side falling short of stuff and going through tough times yes. like again with all the shit that went like, with my family mm-hmm. i'm actually really fucking grateful yeah. As weird as that is, like in uh, the lessons I've learned, yes. I did a list on the top of my head of things I learned. I probably wrote 28 points mm-hmm. of like grant, like most of them, like I said, tattooed on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to forget this. So I'm going to yeah. tattoo it on my body. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like there's things that I look back and I'm like, fuck, if I, if I, where would I be now if I didn't have those problems? Cause like the, those problems created in, um, inhibitions that stopped me from getting right. So it inhib- inhibited me from getting places. Right. But again, it's like, fuck, I'm still alive. Yeah. I and mean, maybe it, if, it could you be got, worse. if you've gotten there, you wouldn't have appreciated it. Right. That if, if you've yeah. gotten there that easy, you wouldn't have a pre like, I'm like, if it's too easy, that's why I, I, I say all the time to my kids, I'm like, I can't make this too easy on you. Like we're not, mm. this is not, I can't because like you, you need to experience falling out with a friend and, yes. uh, and they're like, can you, can you, can you help me? And I'm like, no, this yeah. is important. It's actually an important life skill. Like you need to experience that and handle that in a, in a, and I'm like, and don't use your phone. Don't freaking text fight. Like don't get on social media. Text is the worst. I'm like, don't do that. Like be, be grown about this. And then like, I think about like, you know, your first heartbreak, right. And how much that taught you. <laughs> you don't get it, mom. <laughs> I'm like, of course, of course you understand. It's like, or all these things, in, in, it's going to happen with you with Sienna too. Like yeah, there are things that's the battle that I'm she getting. will teach you that no one else will teach you. Mm. And no one can teach you patience like Sienna is going to teach you patience. And it's not now, maybe, you know, later on in time or at some point. It doesn't have to be like people are always like, oh, teenage years. And by the way, I'm in them and they suck. But <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have to be then. It could be at other time. She could be a great teenager. That's what I'm hoping for. For all, I hate it when people are like, oh, just wait till they're teenagers. I'm like, I, saying I that. I cannot. I, that is my biggest pet peeve. And we've been so lucky with Sienna. Yeah. I'll wrap it up for you. Yeah. Uh, I've been so lucky with Sienna. No one goes to me like, wait till she's this old. Like, can yeah. I just enjoy this moment? Yeah. You know, like stop doomsdaying me. For, yes. Like, like she's three months oh wait till she starts teething all right now she's there it's i'm still not it's not that bad oh wait till she starts walking okay when i get to that point what you're gonna be like wait till she's three like yeah they (laughs) can i can i just enjoy they do that all the time but when you have girls specifically and when they're teenage girls you'll you'll see that people are like when i tell people how old they are they're like oh i'm like stop (laughs) saying that Stop doing that. That's scary. Why would you do that to me? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Like, that's going to be my tough thing is like, it's that trick of, I know with my being parented, my mom and my dad really loved me. Mm-hmm. Problem was the way I perceived it. They mm-hmm. probably perceived it differently. Yeah. The way I perceived it was they didn't let me just go and fuck up. Yeah. Because they, they, they had their best intentions. I'm someone who I go and fuck up a lot. Yeah. So... It, it, that's going to be the hard thing because I think of, I'm already thinking forward when Sienna's 15. Hey, yeah. Dad, I want to go out and hang out with so-and-so at the mall. I'll be like, ha! Well, <laughs> but, yeah, you, just, want, you want you them to fuck hope. up, but you don't want it to be too bad of a fuck up, right? You don't want it to be like... And that's the thing, you can't control that. Though. Teen pregnancy or like, you know, they get into a car accident because mm. they didn't put their seatbelt on. And I'm just like, so you just hope to God 
that they yeah. fuck up and it's just not so terrible. That's that's the thing. That's but, the hard. But I mean, I wish people would just be like, every stage is awesome and <laughs> you'll learn new things and and just because Sienna I think teaches just look at it every things, challenge. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge. That's all it is. I hate the word hard. This is hard. I go. This mm. is a challenge. I used to do that with personal training. Mm-hmm. Like this is hard. I'm like, no, it's challenging. And I'd always try and reword that word. Yeah. Because when I'm struggling with something, I'm like, fuck, this is challenging. Yeah. Like, yeah. I almost saw myself like, like, it's hard, challenging. Like I have to redo it. So I'm like, yep. a challenge has an outcome. Yeah. Hard is there's a wall. Hard is is like you're um, you're the martyr. You know, mm. oh, poor me, it's so hard and this is so hard. And, you know, like that's like the story you tell yourself. Yeah. Like if you say this is a challenge, that means like, oh, that's something that I can't, it's achievable. If something's yeah. hard, it's like, oh, well, that's, it's probably not achievable for me. But I love that, that it's a challenge. I, th- I think of stress as like a challenge that you've decided to perceive is going to mm. stop you from doing something. It's just, it's just another challenge when you think of stress that way. Yeah, This is just a challenge that you've decided to perceive in this way let's reformulate let's rethink about this this isn't going to be like you said this isn't this isn't forever this Mm. is temporary she's only this age she's only teething for a little while even if it is hard they're only teenagers for a little while i'm trying to enjoy it like i'm trying i'm also lucky like stace does most of the looking after so (laughs) don't take my point of view as an accurate description (laughs) you know what there's a place for fathers and a place for mothers and there's like it's like you've got something too that mm. and i think about that with my husband too i'm like there's there's something that he provides that i can never provide yeah. and it's it's really important for them and sometimes he's like harder on them than i am mm. he like raises the bar a little more than i would i'm more like mm, let me give you a hug he's like do not coddle them after i gave them <laughs> after i talked sternly to them about their bedrooms being dirty and and the trash not being taken out and i'm like but it's important yeah you need need that dichotomy that's the right word it is it's a perfect word you need the balance of like hard soft sweet sour Mm. and it's not always i'm not always the sweet one sometimes i'm the one yelling you know me caso yo (laughs) 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 to bring things full full circle (laughs) as we close (laughs) that's awesome well um where can people find you on the socials okay so um on facebook it's just my natural wellness it's n-a-t-u-r-o wellness like naturopath um and same thing on um shit what's the other one Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing on YouTube. Like. Didn't did I say in this show that I don't do much on on social? I do, I do, mm. I am on there, but um, she respond so to the DMs if you she, get it. I will. Yeah. So my natural wellness on Instagram and Facebook, and then um, if you want to email me, it's uh, dr michelle m i c h e l l e at mynaturalwellness.com. So, Perfect, yeah. and I'll have that in the descriptions of wherever this is. So. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much. That was You're fun. You're welcome. That was fun. I told you, two, two hours and 20 minutes. Wow. That went by fast. Why? Because yeah. we were having fun. Having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> uh, oh, that was fun. Right? Sorry, my phone was.